0: Who has the bigger fumble, Liddell or J.D.?
1: Oh, man, this is, this is, uh, this is hard.
2: Is because, it, though? It's no, not, really. Hard. It's not. J.D.'s still J.D. Then Lindo yeah. definitely has the bigger fumble. Lindo's still
3: Lindo. Don't do that.
2: <laughs> no, Lindo's not Lindo. Lindo <laughs> got the burgers <laughs> going crazy. <Lindo's>
0: <laughs> Lindo got <laughs> <laughs> <Lindo. laughs> the more. burgers <laughs> going crazy. i will like like just laughing because. Like a
2: no, Wally, it's we not.
4: This is my confession. Just when I thought I said all I can say,
0: my shit on the side. So she got one on the way. This so is my confession, man. I gotta keep on... Welcome to a new episode of the New Rory and Mall Podcast. I am Maul. I'm Rory, and today we are with you guys. With uh, we have this a family day, Rory. It is so like you know we're in your home. We need to make it a little family day, man. Catch up with some of our family today. We're joined yeah. by the legendary uh,
2: how do I how do I introduce uh guys? the actual guy that was in the Beverly Center. Yes. Hand in hand, not caring who saw him. Yes, the the real one. Yes, the inspiration, <laughs> the
0: motivation behind the story behind Usher's words. Uh, today we are joined with legendary singer songwriter and just a uh, cool all around guy, man. Uh, we are joined by. Brian Michael Cox, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. What's up,
2: man? Oh yeah, and Justice is here too. Oh yeah, and Justice <laughs> <too>. <laughs> Justice Justice. How
0: about that? Y'all know Justice. Yeah, our, friend, Justice our friend Mr. Cool Pants uh <laughs> Justice uh First of all, just before we get into this um congratulations, man, with LVRN and everything y'all doing over there. Thank you, you know man. we support y'all. We love y'all. We love everything I y'all I appreciate doing. it. Congratulations to y'all. Um, but, like, that's why we're yeah. here. Well, well thank
4: because, you. You know, Brian Michael Cox.
0: Listen, you know, we, today it just he, feels like the the feels legendary today. It's it's a successful scent. I don't know if that's a potpourri, Rory, but it smells, like <laughs> <laughs> it smells like success. It smells like success. Uh, it smells like a lot of Grammys. Yeah, it smells like a lot of black e- excellence today, Rory. You know what I mean? I know you're black by well, you know, association, but today, uh, <laughs> still Black History Month, is yeah, it? Yeah, still Black History it's Month, still black obviously. History. And we, we're here with some history makers, and um. Just a great part of. <laughs> yeah. Even though Justice is
2: a history maker, calling him a history maker. Brian is a history maker too. But that's work. solidified. I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about just saying it's, it's a nasty nasty work. work. For me, it's nasty work. I can't call it you a feels history weird. maker. It's nasty work. What would you like me to call you, Justice? Just a guy. Uh, just
0: a guy? Yeah. All right, fuck it. My guy's here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Am so I your yeah. favorite Rory?
2: Because I know it started LVRN. Oh, yeah. Do sure. you talk to me more than you talk to the Absolutely. other Rory? Absolutely. I feel
4: good I feel better yeah. now. It's nasty work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so today, man, we sitting here kicking it with our guys. Um first of all, uh Brian, one thing I didn't know about you that I found out recently, um you have you broke a a record hell by the Beatles. Yeah. You got to walk... Brian, we're not going to do this cool, humble <laughs> shit today, man. You know, when you break a record hell by the Beatles, you're supposed to just be walking around like <laughs> chest hairs out. You know what I mean? Like or, gold chains on. you just yeah. walking around
2: chilling, you know. Or do what Drake did and tattoo the Beatles on you. Yeah.
0: You, don't, you ain't even do that.
1: Yeah. Nah, it, it was crazy because when it happened, um, I was like maybe... F- I was five years into my career at the time. Mm-hmm. So, it was like six years. Mm-hmm. And... um, I remember when I got my first hit record, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yo, you know, I'm I don't ever want to be off the charts." Like whatever that feeling was, you get your first like top five, addicted mm-hmm. to it. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I saw my name in Billboard, and I was like, okay, that's I'm never coming off of this chart." Mm-hmm. And literally for five years straight, it was like I had like multiple songs, like twenty songs, thirty. Like it
0: was crazy, crazy That's insane. Ride. You know what I'm saying? That's insane. That's What's the record? Stack.
1: Um, well,
0: it, it, let the people know. It was a five. What was it? The five years it's consecutive on, all, the on the
1: charts. Yeah,
0: so the, five, the Beatles held that record. They they held it. Mm-hmm. The Beatles held that record for five years, and then I beat the record. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, so nice. Like a thing. See, did, um, I don't. know... Justice, you ain't know that. Nah. See, so you might have been able to n- okay. negotiate your deal. Y'all a little, a little all different, right? Yeah, little yeah bit. like oh, by the way, the that. Beatles. They're second to me. Don't
1: yeah, no, it's it's funny though because I didn't know they did this thing for um. Um, they did this performance thing for me in in uh, in Atlanta, and it was like the day that it broke, mm-hmm. and I didn't know. And they did, they gave me a day and a whole thing, and they gave me this big old plaque, like, "Oh, you broke the Beatles record." I was like, "Yo, this is crazy," and I, and I don't even think I felt the I don't think I felt the heaviness of it at the time. It was years later when I realized, like, "Oh, tripping, you yeah, I, mean? I should have really."
0: You so submerged. In I should really. Do, yeah. You don't really look at the scoreboard. You like, oh yeah. shit,
1: I did. I should have just uh, you know I
0: should I should amplify that a little more. Absol- but- Are you kidding me? Breaking the Beatles record yeah, is just like yeah. he's just chilling. Look at him. He's my broke a <laughs> Beatles record. They would never stop hearing that. <laughs> Literally. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh yeah. My name is Brian Michael Cox. Yeah, the Beatles second yeah. to me. Don't <laughs> worry about <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> that.
2: Introducing me with that's sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm Brian. And I, I, the Beatles are second to me. Don't yeah. worry about it. With uh, with everyone selling their catalogs now, have you thought about what your your publishing would be valued at? Has that crossed you?
1: I analyticals, You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing is really was unraveling deals that I was in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Um, I had a partnership with Warner Chapel for a long time, and then I was able to get out of that deal. And I did a partnership with another company, Avex, when it was brand new, mm. um, and the deal was a little vague, a little, you know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. when you're when you're the guinea pig of a deal, mm-hmm. you know, it 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 wasn't as clear as like my my deals with Warner Chapel were. You yeah. I and mean? so um, I had to do a lot of unraveling, and, and in missed me unraveling, you know, that deal and becoming a free agent. I've done a lot of like analytical stuff and figured out what my what the publishing looks like. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What the value looks like. Um, I'm in a space where I would never sell 100 of it, though. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like people. Why is are, that? Um, just I'm weary about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've been in business a long time, mm-hmm. and I've seen you know I, I've seen things you know trends happen. Yeah. And I'm weary about like everybody is trying to scoop up catalogs yeah like it's like it's like people are starting hedge funds to yeah. people who, who don't know nothing about music business they're, they're yeah.
2: investing in lvrn you know so um I, <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, you sit next to the illuminati so no
1: so, so oh, wow
2: wow he's quiet now huh shout out matt pinkers man wow yeah we well, nah, I not mean, so for family. me he's a big fan of me it's funny for me no, personally music family
4: oh. you know what you're a nasty man. Go ahead. <laughs> For me personally, it's Catch like out.
1: I'll do half. I mean, you know, I'm in, you know, I, I I would sell half of it. But you, you wanna, wanna keep something. I wanna keep something because I want to make money when y'all make money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, we we can make we can be partners, we can make money together.
0: But why know? do you why do you think that so many artists and songwriters are and producers are selling their catalogs? It's a big you know, it's a
1: it's a it's a big check. You know, if you feel like, you know, like you take like a like a person who's like a legacy person like Dr. Dre, who just sold his catalog, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean but Dr. Dre's already got so much money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And those and those songs, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about NWA, Michelle A, DLC, songs that are 30, 40, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Years old. You know, they've probably seen the 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 actual peak of what
0: they will probably make. You know what I'm saying? I was very surprised when I saw the dream sell his. He was one of the first. Yeah.
3: And I, yeah. that's why I
0: was like, but I think uh, I think you know, there's like
4: stuff landing out of the sky where we're close <laughs> it's to like, a weird right like, thing. we're close to like, no, those are no, That's, the, that's the
2: Chinese balloons, yeah, yeah, that's what like,
4: I will cash out and go get the spread and then do what though, if they might fall, as well live, live it up while you yeah. can, live it up. But also, I think the dream was doing okay, <laughs> I, think, but, I think he was no, doing, but like,
0: he's doing really okay now, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's, doing He's doing a lot better really okay I don't know what it's going to look like next year Yeah, I just think that people are Because of the way we uh, you, Artists get paid from streaming now I think that I don't know how much You can be able to monetize records Because now it's, it's like it's oh, It's getting lower and lower for the artists And the songwriters Like what they're making off of these records So it's like I think that they feel like Let me just sell my catalog to one person so that I can always go to just one person. I don't have to go through all these loops and these circles to get my money and all of this. If I ever want to go back and buy it myself, I can. That may be an option because I know the dream. Like he sold what he's worked on already. Yeah, but now he has more shit coming well, every, down. Well, everything new is his. It is, you know, right? So it's like, yeah. I kind of feel like let me just put all my shit right here. Mm-hmm. And then one day, if I want it again,
2: I have to just go through one person to get it back. Well, I mean, when a tech company is now valuing what a song is worth money-wise, yeah, that could change tomorrow. It's not, nothing set in stone. So, yeah, go mm-hmm. liquidate all this shit. Yeah. Um, We've heard all the horror stories of artists and publishing and artists and labels and everything. As a songwriter, what are, what are some of the nasty music industry tricks when it comes specific
1: to um, writers? It- it's interesting you might have an artist who's not a songwriter who because they're a big artist they want publishing which I think that trend started maybe I would say it started when I got into the business that trend actually started and there's no problem with it. you know I, I didn't see any issues with that if, you know if, I, if I'm gonna get on a you know um, um a beyonce album mm-hmm. you know what I mean I don't see any, I don't see an issue with that but I think that there's some artists some who are coming up who try to make that a standard and it's like, ah, we, you know, we, that's for, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you leave that for the artists that are, you know, like top tier, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, also the whole, you know, it's always nasty when, you know, you're going through, uh, uh, certain producers who may not be like creative, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? They may just be the people who can put the talent together and then you have to really explain to the talent, yo, I'm producing from outside of this space. I'm producing the producers. Yeah. And a lot of times people can, can, you know, can not understand what that really means and can take it personal when they don't get like top line credit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, you know, it's, this business has not been, it, it's been, it's been great to me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? I've, I've been able to really be a, uh, Associated with a with a lot of really solid people. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I came into the business. Yeah. And it's been great to me. You know what I'm saying? You know, dealing with everybody I've dealt with. I've mm-hmm. dealt, with, dealt with everybody. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Now everybody has their different stories. Mm-hmm. But me personally, you know... I can't say I'm, I can't say I made a bad deal. I would say the la- the, the the most recent deal was <laughs> that I made with Avex was probably my worst deal I made, mm-hmm. and that was just because I was just trying something, I was experimenting something. so I knew I was kind of going into something, yeah. not really knowing what the,
0: the experience other side was going to be. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you born it? You born and raised in Houston, right? Born yeah. in Miami. Born in Miami. Born in Miami, raised in Houston. Raised yeah. in Houston, Texas. You uh you worked with Beyonce early, yeah. on her, on her first demo, yeah. Well, no, you- I, I can say that. The, the
1: real the real story is they worked with me on my first demos like okay. they were already like signed they just got signed to mm-hmm. Columbia mm-hmm. and Beyonce and uh, Latoya mm-hmm. were students at my high school I went to a high school for visual arts in Houston and I was mm-hmm. a senior they were freshmen okay and uh, we knew them before that I knew them when they were younger because they were in this group called Girls Time mm-hmm. and they were really popular around around Houston and we do these competitions together um, called uh, the People's Workshop
3: yeah. okay
1: and you know all the young you know, musicians and groups used to do all these companies competitions, and that's where we all kind of connected at, mm-hmm. at a young age. So when it came to our, our, you know our school, we were already acquainted with each other, already knew each other, and they knew that I was writing songs and producing and whatever like that. So it was Beyonce and Latoya that went like would tell their dad like, "Hey, you know, we don't work. We don't work with Brian. We work, with, you know, our friend. You mm-hmm. know what I mean?" Mm-hmm. and That's how that relationship started.
0: Did you know? Like, could you tell then that they were gonna go on to be what they are?
1: Yeah, it was the most talked about thing in the city, Um, and they didn't really do much, you know. Like, besides uh, that's how those little performances they would do at for the people's workshop. It was still a mystery. You know what what I'm saying? Like, they would go off, go to Oakland and work with um, Dwayne Wiggins. They would Mm -hmm. sign Dwayne Wiggins. They would go and work. You know, turn, turn, turn. They would go off to Oakland and work with him. They go go to Atlanta work with Daryl Simmons. So it was really a mystery, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was privy to a lot of that information early on because we, were, we we had gotten close and my mom would let me call them long distance when they would be, yeah. when they'd be out of town, you know what I mean? And they would play songs over the, you know, over the phone and, you know what I mean, bring songs back. Mm-hmm. And that was really a, the gateway for me to know that it's actually possible. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like something that was like when you're 16 years old, you know, 17 years old, and it's such a, it's like a dream. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then you have friends and it's tangible and they're bringing music back and that's back from producers that you read on credits. And it's like, yo, this is ill. I can actually go do this. You know what I mean? Um, I always give credit where credit is due when it comes to Matthew Knowles and Knowles' family and like always because – that family showed me
2: that it was like, oh, no, this is tangible. It's possible. This is real. Is yeah. there any mm-hmm. uh, standout memories from those sessions? Like yes. the early,
1: early ones? Early ones. So so I I was in a collective um, uh, as a producer by the name of Greg Curtis, who's my mentor. Uh, very early on, took me under his wing. Uh, down the line, Greg Curtis ended up writing and producing Love for Keisha Cole. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and he's like a really, really, one of the most talented people mm-hmm. that I've ever encountered. Um, it was him and it was another guy named Teron Mitchell who was in a group called Grooveview. for it was a really popular group in Houston. And uh one of my best friends who passed away, a guy named Scooby, we were like trying to be like a production team. Mm-hmm. You know, this was in the 90s production team was like really popular. Yeah. We were trying to be a production team. So um when they were trying to do like these songs, you know, we call about the songs, like yo, we went and made some songs. They came to the studio. Well, Matthew came to the studio first. Matthew came. It was in the middle of like, like a thunderstorm, hurricane or something. We were in the studio. He came. We played him songs. He was like, oh, okay. Y'all little niggas got something, you know?
3: Yeah.
1: And then he went back. We made the session happen. Tina brought the girls over. And we, you know, I remember being, it was like the first time I was like directing a vocal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And these are my friends. So it felt easy initially. But then I never really seen Beyonce or seen him or Kelly, seen them work in the studio. Yeah. You know, you just go to the show, you know, you yeah. root for them, you know, whatever. But I never seen the process. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Them in the, and they were so already polished mm-hmm. in the studio. Like it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you throw anything at them and it was just like, got it, got it. And I was like, oh this is okay, it's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we knew, we knew early on those girls were gonna be Stars. Mm-hmm. And we knew that Beyonce was going to be a star.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she was always humble, but she was silent with it. Mm-hmm. She was a silent assassin. She opened her mouth. He was like, "Oh, sh- you know, shit." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. She was young. They were like twelve. Damn. You know, 12, 13 at that time. Mm-hmm. So them being that young and that polished. Yeah. This is before so. the album. Before you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've never seen nothing like that outside of maybe Bow Wow.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Bow Wow's probably only only the kid that I worked with was like eleven. And Bao was like a monster, you know, mm-hmm. give him, like, Brad wrote the second verse to uh, Bounce With Me, and I was concerned. Yeah. Because the flow was so fast, you know yeah. what I mean? She's double time. And yeah. Bao was like 11, ate that shit,
2: like, one take. Wow. You know what
1: I'm saying? We mm-hmm. was doing three songs a day with
3: him.
2: Mm-hmm. Were you uh, compromised in the divorce of uh, Destiny's Child? Once they broke up? <laughs> There's a, lot of, there's a lot that happened behind that. Yeah. Because, you know, I was working
1: with Jagged Edge at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And so I got a bird's eye view to, you know, and, and because of the girls with my friends, Brian and Brandon, are obviously my, my guys, mm-hmm. um, and we all know Matthew, and Matthew was very ambitious and he was very no-nonsense, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He talked plenty of shit, but he, mm-hmm. was, he was about his you know, he was about his shit, and he right. was about that business, and he wasn't going to let anybody disrupt that. Mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. like so as soon as the disruption started like was gonna happen next thing you, you know it's it. like i own the name i, I put it was like he he made that shit happen so fast you know mm-hmm. and next thing we know they was out Latoya and latavia were out and
2: michelle and pharaoh and and do we as as the public did we get the real breakup reason for destiny what child? was what was the breakup reason that the public got some bullshit like oh it's creative differences or something like that. Okay, so no. What happened was there like was... there's that there's that viral clip of Beyonce <laughs> telling her like yo you could just like pack your bags later. Like yeah. you should leave. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's one of the funniest <laughs> I videos. Think that there... like, we could just ship you like your luggage. You could like you get on a plane now if you want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think there just there were layers of it. I think that you know they were all kids. Mm. You got parents involved. Yeah. You know. Matthew is the mastermind, you know, but the other parents feel like they want to be involved. They want some safety. They mode. they want they want their kids to have a voice and this, that, and the third. And you, when you get kids and parents and parents if you're living vicariously to their kids, yeah, yeah. There's always gonna be some clash. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they were and they were and they were big. When yeah. when 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 the clash when happened, the they were all so they, they were on the second album. Yeah. No, 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 was a platinum single. Mm-hmm. They won a the second album. Those records going out the roof. They would they right as the wall did 10 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, it it the, the clash can have happened at a more like pivotal point. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Where the parents they want a stake in the, you know, when they want their kids to have a, you know, be this they group too.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: You know? We don't look back at that split enough, because that was kind of like... It was wild. Yeah, it, and and it kind of felt like... Mm-hmm. remember when Fresh Prince rolled in the new Aunt Viv and she was like a light-skinned lady. Yeah. like <laughs> she was like, what is this? Are, like, you, t- are you calling Michelle Aunt Viv? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm definitely not doing that. But it, it felt like it was just a whole different aesthetic. Nobody said anything. It was like
1: it was like the it was like the fucking video came on. It was like, who are these two girls? That's it what it I'm was, saying. It was like, what the hell happened? Especially
2: that first album. How
1: much did it sell? The first, first album. The first album, I, I think it ended up going platinum. There's Two like, times platinum. Like the first album, I think, yeah.
2: There's like four diamond records on that shit. And then just the next album, is a whole new group.
1: <laughs> oh, yo, you know, you we're know, you, talking about the second album. The first album is, no, no, no. The second album is right as the when it yeah. changed. Then all of a sudden, Survivor comes and it's like, mm, yeah. who, who, who are Yeah, that was when it was three, right? Survivor was just three of them? Yeah, there was, yeah. yeah, it was three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Three. At that point, because Far- was in and out. They yeah. got Pharah up out of there quick. And then yeah. she had like a sex tape scandal or something. Oh, she it had something. Yeah, it I don't was something remember. like
0: that. It was something crazy. It was yeah, like- it was something. It was some. I remember like that was. I mean, it was a that was a, a long time ago. If we're talking now, but like I remember just something, thinking back, like it was, was a lot of weird shit happened. going on. Like, yo, what the fuck is going on yeah, right
2: now? then? Like, Beyonce did the hip hop opera Carmen. Carmen, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Carmen's <laughs> underrated. Great. That's a great MTV production and great soundtrack. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Great. There's a most Def and Beyonce song on there where she's rapping. <laughs> with most
1: <Yeah. laughs> crazy she was Temptations after like, you know yeah. Beyonce's star just was yeah. consistently
2: mm. going
0: up. that right. happened after like the uh, uh what was it uh, Miss Independent what was it yeah the, the, the Independent. The Charlie's Angels Charlie's Angels mm. like, yeah. after that that was like alright we, we know what Beyonce but is that
1: group was destined though that group was destined and Beyonce was destined like it was it was so crazy cause she she's always been one of the nicest people like you ever like to this day she's one of the sweetest people you meet right yeah and she was so sweet in high school,
0: and people still didn't like her.
3: Mm. She that's,
0: just one you of know, the that's, sweetest people. Yeah. I mean, when you're, when you're, you know, you know how it is in high school. Mm. Uh, pretty girl, light-skinned, talented. All the boys probably like her. Every nigga in the school like which her. Which means all the girls are not going to like her. You know what I'm saying? Unless they're pretty girls and they're not insecure. Yeah. You know how it is in high school. It's mm. just, that's just how it goes. Speaking
2: of viral videos with Beyonce. There's the photo of Beyonce and her boyfriend from high school. Uh, and, like, the Lindo. meme is, like, the the number one ball dropper of all time. Lindo. Did you know this gentleman personally? Well, I did. I know him well. What's his name? His name is Lindo. Damn, Lindo. Lindo. I've known Lindo for a long time. Okay. Have you ever had that conversation
4: with him? He wasn't destined to
0: win. He <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to Lindo. Lindo? <laughs> I mean, yeah, Lindo. A name like Lindo, you got to either be very athletic. Yeah. No, he was. Or probably, you got to be. They was low. really.
1: He was really. He was really popular though. Mm. He was popular, you know. Uh, he, he he was definitely in the sports. He was you okay. know, he, he was he was a popular
2: kid. You when she, when he was cheated the last time on her? Huh? He cheated on Beyonce.
3: Yeah,
2: In yeah. Hi, was high school. What's wrong with him? Yeah. What's wrong with Lindell? Yeah. So lemonade was technically about Lindell. It wasn't about Hope. Like,
0: oh, definitely long wasn't game. about Lindell. Definitely wasn't
2: about Um When was the last time you ran into Lindell? It's been a long time.
1: Um, early on, I can't believe we're talking about Lindell. Like,
2: no, it's funny. Listen, this this I'm whole Lindo. shit went viral, and no one has ever talked no, about he this dude. He went to year. high school with him. Yeah, every year no, I, I didn't go to high
1: school with him. We, we grew up in the same neighborhood. Gotcha. So, okay. okay. He went to the neighborhood high school. I, I went to Fort nice High School, which was a special school, but he mm-hmm. went to like, you know, he went to school with like my friend, like my boy Sean, who uh, was like my right hand man right now. Like, yeah. I got a bunch of friends that my like neighborhood kids that went to the neighborhood school,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and he went. He went. You know, he went. He went to Westbury. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which is a a popular school in Houston, the Southwest yeah. Side, and I would see Linda all the time. Especially like when we first as teenagers, but when when I started making it in the music business and I would come home, I would see him a lot Yeah. because he was still kind of in the mix. Like he was still kind of well, when you dated was still, Beyonce, I mean, yeah. But him, her, but him, her, like, this is like you know early on in our career in late late nineties, they mm-hmm. were still they were still dating. You know, mm-hmm. it was off and on, but it was still a thing. So I would see him, you know, all the time when I would go to Houston and, and just randomly see him. It's been a long time i see him You days. know
0: he be in the barbershops getting his shit off. <laughs> ah. You know he be getting his shit off. He like Al oh. Bundy. You know <laughs> or, or, or do you Linda? think he's dead quiet yeah, about down. this shit. Wait, did you see the updated version?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, my man with the, with the Oh hat. yeah, no. Nah. Mm-hmm. So, he's, he's, he's
4: currently a chef. Yeah.
1: But Lindo, I mean, from what I hear, he's you know, he's he's married. He's got kids. Now, I'm, got I'm family. pretty sure Lindo is. I mean, he's doing well. Listen, from he dated I
0: Beyonce. He, I mean, he knows that that was the one that got away. Obviously, do you do you remember his
2: girlfriend after Beyonce? No. <laughs> okay. Nobody. Like when Nobody. To, did. When no. he showed up to the party, the that's the whack part. But it's like, yo, nah, man. Nah. Like every time you bring your new your new you girl
0: on the homies, they like, yo, we supposed nah, to be jean. in Turks, homie. like you cheated <laughs> on Beyonce. We supposed to <laughs> be in Turks. Be oh. in Turks. Oh. Like you know the homies is on lindu next. Yo, you cheated on. Like how you cheat on B?
2: Yeah. Like you idiot. Like you gotta kill your homie forever behind that. Yeah. You know, like when she headlined Coachella, it was like. Yo, y'all trying to go to the desert this weekend? <laughs> Yo. Y'all trying to link at Coachella?
1: <laughs> Yo, yeah, Lindo. He was a he, he was, he's a good guy, though. It was just
0: you kids. They were mm. children. Yeah, that's all it was, man. The, but, uh, but the internet does find a way every year to uh, Oh yeah, every year it's gonna come back. Shout to out to Lindo, Lindo man. Sir, but shout out to Lindo, man. I hope we hope that he's uh he's chefing it up somewhere in Texas. Uh, but do you
2: um, all right, to to fast forward a little bit, because I know justice is getting antsy. Yeah. When he doesn't talk or yell or give an insane take. Whoa. I can whoa. tell tell him <laughs> he how gets you uncomfortable, really feel, bro. How did this uh this come together? This this partnership be Cox L V R N.
4: Um it's so funny, we were talking about it two days ago, mm. but it started during the the division sessions. Okay. Like obviously, you know, Cox, you know, being a legend and, you know, him being in Atlanta um we always knew each other and it was like you know it was cool but i think that we got a real feel for each other you know when we were spending like you know excessive time with Mm. each other right and when you you know obviously everybody that's in the music business spends a lot of time complaining about the music business yeah (laughs) so it's just a thing to do it's just a thing to do right um which is so stupid because it's such a dope business
0: but um, I think it's dope when you like the way y'all y'all work and create, cause I've been fortunate to like mm-hmm. be in the studio with yeah. y'all and how that's that's a unique thing though. That's a unique relationship that yep. y'all have, the way y'all work. Like just you'll just bring artists through and 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 JD and Beacks is there and mm-hmm. they'll just start vibing, playing music. Like that's not that's not a uh a, a way that a lot of people work in the business. Everybody kind of keeps shit like to themselves and kind of like lock themselves off from other dudes. Like, I don't wanna I don't want them to hear what I'm doing, or I "I don't want them to get in this artist's ear. Like what you do with your artists is like and and what y'all do, y'all have a relationship, Mm -hmm. like y'all spend time talking about an artist. Yeah, for sure. Before like you probably bring them to the studio. And then by the time you bring them to the studio, Brian and Jermaine already know who the artist is, has heard some of their stuff and already have an idea of what they want to do with this artist. Yeah. So y'all have a unique, unique way of doing things.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think for, for me, I, I like to consider that part, like the world building, right? Like, I think that like music is like driven by energy absolutely. and you know, like I do, or it should be, It should be. Mm-hmm. And I, and I do get the, you know, the, the other process, which is like, you know, we're going to stay over here. Um, but I think specifically what we're trying to do, um, it needs energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, to, uh, you know, to I guess, fast forward or rewind back to what I was saying about Cox, you know, like I was just saying, yo, like for me, the art in a A&R and is lost, right? Like I can name my like five A&Rs in the whole business that I actually be like, yo, like, these guys are dope. Yeah. Right. And I think that what happened is the music business got away from people that make music. Mm-hmm. Like that's just, mm-hmm. that's, it's like, wait, you guys are making decisions about records and you don't make music. Right or you're not close enough to the people that make the music. That doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, okay, you're listening to it in the office and Mm -hmm. trying to make a decision. It's
1: crazy. Data, (laughs) just looking at data. Yeah, Yeah. right. You know.
4: So you know, Cox. I was just like, yo, like man, like I want to do something different. Like uh, we have an opportunity um, again, just to like, just to be leaders in the space and do what's obvious. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I want to bring in somebody that you know. Number one is a great person, but also just like is a producer. Yeah. Um, onto the A and R side, mm. and and f- at first it started off with, uh, with us just like brainstorming of who that, we person, we, yeah, yeah. Who that we, person could be. We were yeah. trying to
1: help him find like mm. find a person. I'm giving I'm giving our names. Yeah.
2: yeah. And then yeah. just like what you doing tomorrow?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. But I didn't get what happened was like, that night we were talking, and I was like, man, I got, I got I got to think about some more names, you know. And I was mm. not, and, and I went home. I thought about it because. What he didn't know was that I was actually having a conversation with like Naeem and people at Universal about possibly doing something Mm. with them. So Mm -hmm. we have, because I had a conversation with Naeem, I was was working with an artist named, um, I was working with Coco Jones. I was working with another artist. uh, Love Coco uh, Jones. um, I've got the girl name. I don't know. What's the girl name? (laughs) Another young artist I was working (laughs) with. And Naeem hadn't been in the studio with me in a long time. Mm -hmm. So he was in the studio watching me do do these girl vocals. He was like, yo, like, like, we need this back in. Yeah. Like the art form of actually making records this back into like th- these type of buildings. So yeah. we started having conversations about maybe doing something over there. But then it was right before Tunji took over. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, we got to wait till Tunji, you know, gets some. to, get we going to talk about it. And we never got a chance to really talk about it. So I just like, I just let it go. Like, hey, if it happens, it happens, whatever. Yeah. This is like maybe six months later, or seven months later, we're having this conversation and I'm trying to tell him, other and I I know in town. I said, what are you looking for? And he tells me like exactly what he was looking for. Atlanta based somebody who's in the culture, somebody who's outside, but somebody who's also, you know, can make music or understands how to make music. So I went home and I just, just sat with me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, this probably is, is probably the opportunity I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I hit him. I was like, yo, man, like, I'll do that, I'll do that
2: job. Mm-hmm. He was like, you would? <laughs> I was like, I was I like, mean, hell yeah. He saw that investment headline and was like, oh, you can afford me. <laughs> no, no. No, no, I was joking. It, it's
4: it's 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 you know, again, like, you know, we've built a comp I've built a company like, you know, with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know how tough that is. Yeah. Right. So, you know, like I like to consider Cox a friend. Mm-hmm. And when he said he would do it, I'm like, wait, wait a second. Yeah. yeah. We really like each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like mm-hmm. I am not the easiest person to work with. Yeah. Like I know that about myself, yeah. right? So I'm just like, are you sure like, you yeah. know, like you actually can He's like, "Nah, like this is like a good a good pivot for me." Mm-hmm. You know, and I was just like, this makes the most sense. Like Yeah. Why not? And then again, just doubling down on, on, on you know the R and B
2: niche mm-hmm. that we're building mm-hmm. um around our our aura.
4: I just think that it was just
2: like a beautiful addition. Yeah. Where where's the disconnect between like the elder statesman legends and the new generation? Because there's a gap. Yes. Like yeah. this you two sitting here is rare as yeah. far as new generation and legends actually working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There always seems to be That's some why type I love, of beef. I love this
0: because it was like this made so much sense. Mm. It was like what LVRN is doing. Like y'all are clearly the new wave, and then like grabbing somebody like a Brian Michael Cox, who is a legend, yeah. in, in 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 music business. But then y'all have a unique, a real like a friendship and mm-hmm. a relationship. And it's like when I, y'all y'all announced that, I was like, this makes perfect sense, yeah. And it's not something that you see that people do all the time. Right. Like the new generation doesn't really kind of connect to the you know the guys before them that that laid the. The way for them, actually, especially when it comes to R&B, you're not yeah. going to find many people more talented than Brian Michael Cox. Right. So for what y'all are doing and to have Brian now part of that, I, I thought it made perfect sense.
4: No, nah, thank you. I mean, I, I think I think what you said was important, right? Like, you know, like me being around my peers mm-hmm. and <clears throat> really watching the, that disconnect and how they speak about, you know, like the generation that came before us but also also being around that generation and watching how yes. they speak about them mm-hmm. yeah and i'm just like you guys both want something mm-hmm. but nobody's gonna put their ego to the side yeah right and yeah. you know i'm just like for me i'm just like yo listen like i'm comfortable in my space i'm comfortable in what i know mm-hmm. and i know that i need to know a lot more yeah right and I understand today and I understand what's going on outside, but one thing I do know that I wasn't around for is the creation of these eras and these records that Mm -hmm. that were being made that, you know, that still live to this day. Like, it's crazy. You go to an R&B party now, Mm -hmm. they play records just from their era, not this era. Yeah. Right? That says something about the music. Mm -hmm. Right? So, I'm just like, okay... for me, selfishly, I just want to just go and soak up all the game that I can, you know, mm-hmm. and be a sponge and offer up to whatever right. I know. Right. Um. But then it then over time it became strategy. It's like, wait, there's actually a gap here that needs to be filled, and if I could do that or I could offer up that, you know, like showing that yo, this is something dope that can come can come out of this. Like, why
2: not just like you know make it public and you know come in the Rory and do, do you feel like it's, it's funny you say that? <laughs> that at parties they just still play the 90s shit yeah. when it comes to R&B sets. Is that dead, the party R&B record? Because R&B has gotten...
3: Well, I don't think across
2: the board. Itself, I think r and is an incredible place. Mm-hmm. But everyone, you know, on Instagram, Twitter, especially after Puff said R&B was dead, was like, everything's too moody now. It's too toxic. It's Whisper Singers. Like, How did y'all feel about that when Puff said that?
0: I, I, I feel like y'all had a lot of reason to feel disrespect. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> like, when Puff said R&B is dead, like... I want to know what y'all group chat was, was like. I mean, it was it was
4: it was crazy. But I mean, I had a conversation with Puff at like yeah, we, I, oh I, like, I know because yeah. yeah. it's, you. it's you have other
0: little gripes with Puff yeah, about no. some things he's done. <laughs> yeah, I know it. the whole the whole love. Riddle, I mean, yeah, it was a little obvious. Yeah, yeah
4: listen. Obviously, you know. Similar logos, too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Listen, Puff is Puff is. He's Puff. Puff is Puff. Absolutely. Right? Like No doubt about it. 100%. You know, he he paved the way. He made it. You know, it's funny. He was talking about Matthew, you know, making it possible for him to see. For me, Puff made it possible to see. I don't know mm-hmm. why for him specifically. Like,
3: yeah.
4: it just felt like if he could do it, anybody could do it.
2: But anyways. Great. You know, Puff is a legend. We know yes. that tell him shit on him like what don't you like about it well no i mean my, my <laughs> <laughs> like we, you don't need to explain how dope
4: my thing is or my issue with it was my You just came outside like yes yeah you like you've been came back outside yeah i came back outside like mm. you've yeah. been like you've been rich for a very long time absolutely right and like there's a lot of groundwork that's going into you know trying to just like put r&b back into the forefront but I understand what he was trying to say. Uh, I, I and understand, I, I understand the point of of marketing, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that like I think that he just went about it the wrong way. But um he's wrong. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we, we know that. Yeah. And
1: I mean, the, the next day, after he did that the next day, me and Jermaine got on a live with him the next day.
3: Oh, absolutely. And
1: <laughs> and he was like, you know, man, I just said that to get the, you know, oh, yeah. get the conversation so wake started. Up the, wake up the arms. Because I was business. like, because I'm like, you know. I mean, Jermaine's like, hey, like, bro, like, what you talking about? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like this is, you know, I feel like we are in, you know, we're in full motion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And at that point, I felt like because people was trying to bridge the gap, mm-hmm. right? I feel like especially what, what we were doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just leading up to the Divisions release and all of the little things we were doing, people were getting excited about hearing this music. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And at the time, I didn't even realize – the strategy,
3: mm-hmm.
1: like, like, I, I didn't realize how good of a strategy or a strategist that justice is or how good, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. the strategy was going to be for division. You know what I mean? We yeah. just, I was like, well, we all posted. We all posting. That's all, mm, yes, you yes. know, just post every piece of this process. Yeah. And uh, I felt the energy. So for him to say that, I was like, you... You you know you feel this energy over here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You 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 want some of this energy? That's, That's what cool. this is. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, we doing the camp with him. We were, you know so. Yeah. I just think he needed to do that to get.
4: Yeah, I think it, you know. Ahead. No, I'm I'm saying I, I, it, it's funny, right? Because like the internet has this thing, right, where like it takes it takes a headline and, and it acts like it. The internet acts like they don't know what you're trying to say. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, I, and I know exactly what he's trying to say, yeah. and I agree with him, right? Mm-hmm. Because. The aspect that I do pull out of it is, like, from the business of R&B, it really is dead, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, you go to R&B radio, they say, like, you're basically just going to die. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? like, Which is crazy. It's crazy, right? But, like, you know, r records don't cross over. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so hard to introduce new R&B artists to the world because it takes a lot to get to the R&B fan. Yeah. So, I understand
2: what he's saying. I mean, it's tough. I feel like R&B now has more press than it does actual sound scans. Like, outside of summer, like, R&B isn't a great... The music is great. It's getting Mm -hmm. a lot of attention, but it doesn't sell. Outside of summer, what R&B artist really sells? I mean, you consider SZA, right? SZA. SZA. Fair. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, summer and SZA would be... Ten weeks at number one. So it's weird because I think the music's great right now. I don't understand why it's not selling, though. Like, even Giveon. When that shit dropped, that's all anyone was talking about. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm shitting on him, but he just did Irving Plaza, and I was like, "That's weird." Yeah, mm-hmm. this is the only shit moving right now in R and B. It's incredible. It's real R and B. Every young chick is talking about it. Every box was checked. Yeah, and then I saw the tour. I was like, Irving Plaza. Yeah, mm-hmm. granted, that shit was packed wall to wall. Yeah, of and the show was incredible. But I think maybe that's more what Puff was trying to get at with, well, the, with I mean, the dead part like that's not because that because hip hop is in the greatest selling space it's ever fucking been in <laughs> and and this and I tweeted this like 2
4: days ago and that's the point right it's not the lack of music mm-hmm. it is the lack of support financially I will say yeah. that but more importantly it's the lack of energy sure. R&B artists now are they're isolated in like their own little islands mm-hmm. right but like if you understand um hip hop culture or just urban culture in general, it's driven by energy. So, like, something is going to be bigger when there's a lot of people around it Mm. that are making it feel important, Mm. right? But, like, if you're an R&B artist and you're just sitting there and, like, in your corner and nobody really knows you for real, like, yo, you're trying to finish an album but you you don't don't know the other R&B artists? Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, you can't even collaborate. Like, you know what I'm Mm, saying? Like, you can't even get nobody on the phone. Yeah. And you're, like, you know, supposedly doing numbers. That's, like, counterproductive to, like, what hip-hop is, right? Like, you see... QC come outside and like, you know, when, you know, when little baby's dropping his, everybody's behind it. Yeah. You see when Kendrick is dropping, everybody's behind, like there's an energy. So yeah. it makes it feel bigger. Yeah. I think RB doesn't have that.
0: I think, um, R- well, to me, I blame it. I, I kind of point to a number of things. I think that, you know, just the, uh, the way that a lot of guys, I guess, court women or their relationships with women today mm-hmm. changed. The conversations that men have with women today changed uh so it's a lot to do with just i guess the error the timing um you know it, guys kind of think it's corny to put on like slow music if a girl comes over now wow like everybody want to be turned up twerking you know uh it's just a different energy i think that the younger audience has with girls now right so i think i can blame that for why puff would say r is dead is because if you play R&B at a club right now, you're probably going to be playing an old school R&B record yeah. to where people going to, you know what I mean, kind of groove to that. If you play a new one, people are like, oh, this is my shit, but I'm going to go get a drink. right? You know what I'm saying? It's not the same type <laughs> of, you know what I mean? like it's, yeah. it's just a weird energy now when you hear R&B in a club, which is why I love what Brian is doing with the R&B part. yeah. Because I feel like shit like that is needed. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's dope to have a bunch of guys that you wouldn't think know a lot of R&B records. So mm. Top of their lines in the club. Yeah, you know like I mean? it's like, because girls start looking like, oh, you know about this? Mm-hmm. Like, me and my girls play this when we in the crib or we in the car going to the club. Like, I didn't think guys was, like, nah, this is my shit. Like, I'm Sabrina Claudio all day I'm playing yeah. that shit. You know what I mean? So, it's 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 a pocket of people that still listen and support R&B, but it's definitely not the... the but also, R&B is also... It's it's just, it's also marketed so old. Yes. Yeah, its market is
4: so out of style. Yeah, and this shit just It feels sucks. like an
0: older genre, but it, it feels, like, a, it older feels
4: like it's for and old, it like people. It's for old and people. It's
1: really interesting because when I was coming up, R and B was such a young. Thing, you know, yeah. were all the mm. groups that that I produced, all the
0: groups that was coming out. On, all the we used to leave the R and B song on our voicemail. Like, yo, play the R and B, play like, fifteen seconds of the R and B joint. You leave a message. A I was young, fourteen. What was I doing? Yeah,
3: it's, nasty. Like, nasty it's a nasty words. thing to be doing.
1: It was such a young thing. If it felt like it was, uh, it was the music of the youth. Also, yeah. it felt like it felt like hip hop and R and B when that made it, when that marriage happened. Yeah, in the in the late eighties, were really. In the '90s, when it really, really took off, yeah. you had J. Blige's, you had yeah. Jodice's, you had Boyz II Men. Yeah, it just felt like we were, we were, we were coming up together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and then the split happened. Um, the and rappers the started uh,
2: sipping lean and right? doing pills. Well, no, yeah. the rappers took melody. You yeah. used to have That's to go happened. to R and B to get melody. That's like true too. As, yeah. as a, I grew up a hip hop nerd baby. That's all I fucked yeah. with. But that shit, even to me, was like, all right, I need a break. This is just too much drums and rapping. I need some melodies. Know, I don't have, have to go out. to R&B now. Yeah. You know, it's, all the melodies are in hip-hop. Yeah.
1: So so I, I also feel like once that happened in hip-hop and hip-hop numbers started going crazy, R&B artists started chasing that, right? Mm. Yeah. So then now you're breeding new artists who are looking up to the R&B artists who's doing that. Now they're all doing that. Versus when I was coming up, there was the thing that that that's that made Jodeci special was the church influence. Mm-hmm. The things that make Mary J. Blige, the queen of hip-hop soul mm-hmm. is because of the church influence. Mm-hmm. The things that makes Mariah Carey Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston Whitney Houston is because the church influence. Yeah. And once R&B split, R&B hip-hop split people started chasing hip-hop
3: mm-hmm.
1: and just be real, you know what I mean. You know, the world becomes, the, 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 we become more liberal. Mm-hmm. We become more expressive about what we believe. Mm-hmm. Church is not put on like, press like church was on me. Yeah, mm-hmm. no matter whether, whether I liked Line it in. or not, you know what I'm saying. was there, but I, but I got my 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 teachings from that. I yeah. play piano because of that. Mm-hmm. I sing because of it. All these artists that are top, at the top of the food chain, you know, like if you look at an Usher, you look at a Beyonce, you look at, you know, who are now, who has been around for
3: mm-hmm.
1: 25, 30 years, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they're still at the top of the game. Their learning come from- The foundation. The foundation is church. Yeah. r bs foundation, the, the beautiful thing about r in the 90s, it was like church meets rap. Yeah. Now we don't have none of that. The foundation kids. is brunch. Yeah,
0: brunch. The Brunches Foundation. Brunches, social media, <laughs> also
2: also captions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just want a short part of the record. Yeah, yeah. as much as words were important in R and B, of course, but it was so much based off singing and melody. Now, a lot of that shit, the same way with rap, you have to have the caption part of the song. Word. Like, what's what's the thing that people are going to share? Yeah, yeah. And I don't also- think she deserves the blame because she's incredible, but Janae is probably. The sole artist you could look to to see where R and B completely changed. Her mm. success changed R and B to more of what we would call like the whisper singers, and more of like that really moody R and B, less singing out, mm. less love songs. Even though Janae makes those, yeah, she started this wave, intentionally or not intentionally, of where we're at with music now. It's to me, it's it's huh. Aaliyah and it's Janae of what R&B is right now. I think, I think Janae
4: is a huge proponent, but I don't think that she's the reason. I think, I think the post era that we're living in is we're living in a post era, post weekend and post Frank Ocean. Mm, I think sure. those, I think those three artists specifically, when you're talking about R&B shape the sound, like whatever we say, like the modern R&B is a derivative, it's a derivative from what 40 and Drake were doing.
1: Yeah. hundred yeah. percent.
4: Right. hundred like, percent.
2: That's their fault, but e- even forty sound to me is 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 very similar. What was uh, Janae's not her first album, but that mixtayland Souls, L- classic. Love yeah. that. A, a lot of that, and I mean, of course, Drake was even on that. That yeah. 2012. But, so, yeah, yeah. Forty sound is similar to what Janae was doing as far yeah. as that underwater yeah. dark tone type well, of thing. So yeah, Frank's there as well, but I think Janae Drake and Forty yeah would be the yeah, and then and then and a lot of Drake's R and B shit is. Especially the early stuff, which the best, Aaliyah impression. Yeah, written by yeah. Party Next Door. Yeah. So these artists, even though they did it the best, like I don't consider Jenee a whisper singer, but she did open the door for a lot of bullshit R and B because they thought I, it looked it looks easy, but it's not. <laughs> hold on, but I feel like that's I feel serious. like Janae, What that's nasty words? She opened the door for Bull bullshit R and B. Nasty I feel words. like, I feel like Janae, yeah, That's a crazy thing. And what's funny is I like a I like whisper singing R and B. but it, it's singing? B- um, but they're not belting out high notes. Yeah, not wants, all right, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll talk see, about a whisper singer I love. Do
0: want to hear that? I don't. You don't. But I, people want to hear that. Don't.
4: People want to hear that. No, they don't. What do you mean? You only want to hear that if you're past forty-five. See? Whisper singer R&B. No, 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 that's what, I'm what I'm the young saying. chicks see, like. They, no, 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 they no. feel like see, it's supposed to be an older
1: thing. See, but this is the whole point. This is the reason why the the like Jasmine Sullivan does it.
4: She's amazing. Like, yeah, but 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 it is. But like again, look at Jasmine Sullivan today. Right? She's found a way to obviously to still vocal flex mm-hmm. but not... Oh,
1: content. Her content is very different yeah. than it was the
4: Content before. is very different but also just like it's in moderation. Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't that like, much different? Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah for sure.
2: Oh, so because know. Jasmine could Ben, Jasmine, bank, she can bang you in the head. Yeah, she, she was knocking windows. The fact that she, you know, the fact she she went she's against a lion, down. tiger, and a bear. Yeah, I don't think it's, it should have changed that much. Yeah, she's no, she got it back. No, it's, 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 I love it's, 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 <laughs> it's,
4: <laughs> Yeah, but no, <nah>, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think, I think if you, if you're looking at the space of it, like for me, the only reason why I say who wants to hear that is because it's just like we're trying to catch a vibe. Mm-hmm. Right, like what's what? What is R and B serving to you, right? And if you're listening to you know modern R and B, it's like it's melody that's in rap form, right? Yeah. Because it's like rap has trained us to almost live our life to it, and then now like R and B is has been taken outside of just the love sector, and you're able to sing about other things outside of love, right? Like if you're looking at like the Trace songs era, Jamie Foxx era. You know what I'm saying? Like it was so specific. It was like you only were gonna be successful if you made a sex song,
3: mm-hmm.
4: and R and B was so sexualized. And it wasn't until, um, you know, the new generation was like, "Yo, like there's more to do, guys. Mm-hmm. We can sing about more besides panty droppers." Yeah, you know well, I'm mean, saying. I mean, went from
0: being love, yeah, love, and then it was sex. People now it's like. Oh, you 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 dog me. I'm a dog you first type of shit. Well, like,
2: no, it's, R&B's real life, always it's real life though. It's real life. Confessions is a toxic album. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. no offense to yeah, what, what you were yeah. <laughs> going through at the time, but it's a it's a toxic album. That's why I also find that weird when the internet is saying R&B lost love songs. I'm like, I mean, granted, Billie Jean is a pop song, but Billie Jean's a toxic song. Like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. pop and R&B have been toxic forever. Oh, yeah. It's not just been nothing but fucking love songs that fell from. There are, and most of those love songs are about eating pussy it's not about fucking love for real yeah, I know you I'm know. getting old summer like, rain is about pussy it's not I, I told
0: y'all the other day I can't even listen to rap before 3 o'clock no more <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't wanna hear that shit like, man you're good, you're no oh, man, getting, uh, before 3pm yeah, nah. turn that shit off like I you when y'all, we walked in y'all was playing Migos I looked around like I feel like I walked into a fucking the Twilight Zone. I'm like, this is what y'all on before three? The Migos? Like, we love the Migos, but it's, it's, it's one o'clock, fam. Like, turn that down. What happened to, like, the, uh, the R&B remixes?
3: Or, 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 the,
0: or the hip-hop remixes of, like, real R&B ballads? I just think that those, the music got... Got
1: blended so you know that the genres got blended, you know what I mean? Mm. And then when they separated, it was like, okay, for R&B, you know, it, 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 if you caught a record, let's say you caught a tempo record, RB, R&B record, it was like, like
0: let's get married. When yeah, had you did that, yeah, so and then y'all all the way hip hop that. The remi- yeah, but yeah, so the, yeah, the
2: remix, I Run think, DMC, right? Yeah. yeah,
1: the remix ended, I think, in the early 2000s because what people started doing which just let's say, uh. The song came out and it blew up, but they would do, they would just use the same beat and have them put people on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Versus going in and reconstructing the track. You know what I mean? How mm-hmm. Jermaine did In My Bed or how, you know, I, I did Super War part one and then Clue remixed it and did Super War part two. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that was, we, we were, and the remix business was a business too, by the way. Absolutely. It was like a real, yeah, you know, maxi single business. Mm-hmm. It was interesting is though, we had, even at our meeting a few days ago, um, I think the remix business is coming back. Mm, how so? You know, I, I think we talked about TikTok and people taking songs, like like it right Now mm-hmm. you can go to her page, we heard her Spotify page, and that record has five different versions.
4: Yeah, yeah. and Beyonce with and the weather. Yeah, shit the wetter, that's all, all these mashups. Yeah, so yeah.
1: these mashups, these people speeding the records up, and kids wanting to listen to it in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the remix or what we used to call the maxi single is. Being redefined right, right in front of my face Right now mm. You know what I'm saying
0: How do you feel about the fact That so many people Get married to one of your records Was that was like Going into it Did you feel like That's what y'all wanted to do Well Let's Get Married For sure mm-hmm. um, Let's
1: Get Married Was very very intentional mm-hmm. You know what I mean Jermaine wrote The Hook It was very very intentional It was my first time
0: Actually because when I first started working with none you, none of me. them niggas ever been married. <laughs> Which is crazy, right? Which is insane. Wow. That's what I was getting to next. Like you wrote a song yeah. that so many people get married to. Like, yeah, let's get married. <laughs> let's get married is the equivalent to like Whitney Houston's, I believe the children are like people, yeah. everybody has yeah. walked in graduation to Whitney Houston. Yeah. Most people in our culture have walked out and had their first dance to Let's, let's Get Married. Me, absolutely. Absolutely. And none of y'all ever been married. Yeah. Y'all some sick niggas, man. You don't live, you, know, you, know, you don't live your rice. <laughs> yeah, y'all some sick you be, you niggas. You be lying in your in your rhymes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not, yeah, I mean somebody's no no. It's <laughs> <laughs> the,
2: the first time I hey, ever seen
3: hey, hey, like, no. no, no hold on.
1: As a songwriter, we write about conversations. Yeah. And I always say this: my my number one motto as a songwriter, songwriter, the song is in the conversation. Now I learned that actually working with Jermaine. You know I'm saying? Because we wrote We wrote, uh, you got it bad. Mm -hmm. It was literally me, Jermaine, and Usher having a conversation. And in this conversation, Jermaine concludes the conversation with "Man, you got it bad, talking to Usher. Yeah. And then next thing I know, we're making the song. Mm -hmm. So Let's Get Married is the same. It's it's, it's the riddle of a a conversation. Me and Jermaine were having, Jermaine was having a conversation with one of his homies. They was talking about... How they were just going to go ahead and do it. They've been with the girl for 15 years. They got two yeah. kids. He might as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and that was the hook. The hook was, we might as well just do it. Like, yeah. that was the mm-hmm. sentiment of the conversation. We ain't
0: getting no older. And we're no younger. We ain't getting no, no younger.
1: younger. And I would never ridden with Jermaine in that space, right? Like, him actually trying to sing a hook to me, mm-hmm. right? So, it kind of threw me off when he started trying to sing a hook to me. And I'm like... Oh, 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 we about to write the song now. Yeah. You'll be know I mean? like, okay, yeah. and um, it was very intentional. We were like, okay, this we, this is going to be the, the the marriage song, mm-hmm. right? So the song comes out, comes a hit, and then the remix was like a oh. gift. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The remix, you know, uh, the guy who did the remix guy was Lamarcus Jefferson, mm-hmm. who was signing Jermaine, and I remember he was just in the back room working on it for no reason. Like it, w- it wasn't like we. Um, you know, ordained it. We did a remix with Kanye. The original oh, wow. Let's Get Mary remix is a remix with Kanye West. Really? Yeah.
2: Did that so, was that leaked anyway? It, it got leaked. You you, you can find it. It's one of those YouTube shit. You it. so it, it's fine. Well, so it's Kanye.
1: It's crazy. Kanye's first time rapping as a guest on a major
2: artist. How how did Kanye even get involved with
3: that? Because Kanye had a
1: song deal that's so so deaf. Kanye worked on Jermaine's uh uh Life of 1472 yeah. album mm. and he worked on Harlem World him and Jess plays yeah. in Harlem World so mm-hmm. he was already in the loop with Jermaine um, and so we were doing uh, uh, Diane just lady who worked with Jermaine named Diane McDonald would send CDs over to Noontime I was at Noontime with the twins working mm-hmm. and she would send CDs over like oh you know we're gonna pick one of these beats for a remix mm-hmm. because they had a deal with them so they're like you know let's try to get through this deal mm-hmm. and they picked a beat and it was this Hollow Note sample called Ground Separation. And um, and it had all the, like vocals, and he this was before Blueprint. Mm-hmm. So it had all the little mm. things that, you yeah. know, would you hear on Blueprint? Had all those things in it. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were listening to the track and we thought the track was really dope. But twins were like, I can't write to it with all these, all the sample shit in it. Yeah. Tell them to take, you know. Can't see the sample out. So list so we we do the remix, and then Diane's, okay, cool. Brian, I need you to go to Lil John had a studio and um used to have a studio off of South Cobb. <laughs> used to have a studio off of South Cobb. And, and you go to Lil Jon's studio and work with this guy, mm-hmm. you know, because you you know you're around the studio. So mm-hmm. okay, cool. Go to the studio. Kanye got his ASR 10 and his, you know, his Proteus and his NPC three uh, uh, 2000 and mm-hmm. he set up and he has a VS 1880, this is a, this is a, a, VS 880, I'm sorry, this is like a digital eight track role mm-hmm. he used to make. Okay. Right? And he's like, you know, talk, we talking, he's like, yo man, you know, you are around the studio. I was like, yeah, like, yeah. He's like, man, I'm gonna tell you the truth, man. I only make, rec- I only make beats cause I'm, I'm trying to rap, I'm a rapper, I'm an mm-hmm. artist. I didn't ask for this information. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. You know we were we, yeah. we were there to like do that's this every, one job. Kanye I was yeah, gonna no track. I was to beat them. out and yeah. do overdubs. And I could play just see keys. you and him in there
0: by yourselves. And he's like, "You all yeah. really rap, right?" No,
1: You're like, and, okay. <laughs> you no, know, but he, he like, he like and it was me and him and the engineer. And he's yeah. like, "Yo, like for real, man. I'm, I'm an artist, man. I'm be bigger than Michael Jackson." He's like, really talking this shit. That's right? crazy. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, he's like, man, I want to play. I want to play you some shit. All right, cool. It's eight eighty He plays what these skeletons would end up becoming these huge records down the line. Wow. We played, he had Jesus Walks already, a skeleton up, but he had, you know what I mean? Wow. A lot of records that were that we hear, that he's still pulling from back there. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of records that yeah. he had a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he would just be like, yeah, I'm telling you, and he was rapping. So then <laughs> when we finished the overdub session, right, mm-hmm. I called JD, he's like, JD, this, this shit's finished. You know, we got to figure out who we're going to put on it. You know, Jermaine was like, I gotta figure out what we're gonna put on it. This is he hears us talking about the shit.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He's like, I know somebody. He, put me. On it. he, didn't, he didn't say he didn't even <laughs> oh, say <okay>. me. <laughs> he just said, I got somebody. Uh-huh. All right, cool. So we go to mix. We still, like, we still ain't heard the verse, right? Yeah. But the mix session at Jermaine's studio. So mm-hmm. I guess me and Jermaine go off to go do something, whatever. Come back, Kanye's verse is on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, you we might as well keep it on there. It was hard. Yeah. We keep it on there. And we thought that was going to be the remix that we're going to lead with. Mm-hmm. But in the other room, LaMarcus is making this mashup. The, mm-hmm. It's like that, you know, mashup. And it's like, you submit both to the label. Columbia was like, oh, well, you know, this is obviously... Look, yeah. yeah. This, this is obviously the bigger, the yeah. bigger, the mm-hmm. bigger one. It's 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 not a whole it's not a whole different song. We took the acapella, just put it on.
3: Yep.
0: It's mm-hmm. like that. And of course you get run on it and then say no more record. So Lamarcus, you will never be getting a call from Yeezy ever again in your life. I, I do want
2: to hear this Kanye verse on it. If he says Mazeltoff on it, I just think oh, it's no. a full oh, circle moment. No.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Imagine he's, he ends his verse on Let's Get Married with Mazeltoff. <laughs> I'm trying to remember did he say? Well, what, were, uh, <laughs> what were his views on the Jewish community at that time? Oh, I man, joke the uh, <laughs> but to just the point, of you guys never being married, now that I'm looking at these lyrics, this is looks like it's set up for divorce. Like we might as well just do it. That's probably not the best way to go into yeah, marriage. he's
0: just like, yo, <laughs> uh,
2: might as well just do this. Yeah, 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 uh, the, the, yeah so the,
0: uninspired. Uh, he said,
2: meet me meet at the, the altar, altar. Like, your white
1: dress. we get younger girl. We might as well just do it.
2: Uh, if, it's it's nasty a, work. Yeah. And then on top of that, you talking, you telling a girl she's getting old like that's already fucked up yeah are you you kind of classic an
1: fucking record. <laughs> it's though. ghetto. Just some ghetto shit. <laughs> it works. You know what I mean? That just it was just some ghetto. It works. You know? How many? Worked. How many people you know that been you know that's been with a lady for eight years? and got three kids. They ain't you know ain't even talking about, mm, talk about marriage. Talking about marriage. All the kids, but the vibes. kids, the kids <laughs> got the dad last name. Yeah, no, i you know what I mean, just saying I vibes, mean, vibes. Kind of <laughs> vibes.
0: <laughs> been together ten
1: years. Yeah, two kids. Sabrina, Sabrina Johnson. Yeah, yeah, but her her kids last name. Brown,
0: Yeah, it's like... Yo, Browns, say, hey, you,
1: you, you, ain't, you ain't part of the
2: family like, yet. Don't marry that girl, man. <laughs> stop doing that. Stop man. Like, doing that. Man. Make, Go
1: make, marry that lady, make it man. official, dog. Yeah. Make That's it funny. official.
2: This is really about an arranged marriage, is what you're trying Absolutely. to say?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> it's funny. But, no, but It's like, but it's, it's interesting, because after that, it became like a trend. I wasn't even trying to become like the married guy trend. Yeah. It just ended up becoming a trend, because I did a little most record, and then yeah. that was a conversation that we were having, and I was like, well, we did it with from a guy's perspective, let's do it from a woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And she, she, we wrote forever. And then that record is now a a thing, it's a trend, it's something that's played at every wedding, something that, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was like, and then we're like, wait, might as well keep going. And we do To Me a Still, which, yeah. you know, country artists are remaking that song. And it's mm-hmm. become like, you know, if you look, if I look at my statement, you know, mm-hmm. those three songs are like probably definitely in the top 10 of my like top
0: performance songs. what's your favorite song that you've written and produced like one that you just like and then let me change it what's your personal favorite song that Mm -hmm. you've written and produced that most people didn't kind of gravitate toward like you thought they would oh
1: you know what i did a song for early on i did a song for uh my guys' Mm -hmm. group called ideal i I did a song for them called creeping that Mm, i thought me at the creeping yeah i thought that was gonna be a You've been a record. sick nigga for a
3: long time. I just, <laughs> see, we the, see, we
0: around the same, man. You a little older, but I was outside for Creepin', nigga. Yeah, I was yeah, young, but I yeah. was
1: outside. You a sick nigga, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Creepin', I thought was going to be, because we were coming off of, uh, Get Gone, and Get Gone was a big record. Yeah. Creepin', I just, I love that song. I loved the, the, the sample. I thought, you know, yeah. it was like the first time the twins and uh, and Jante actually did a song together. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Being the twins to the hook and Jante were the verses. So I was really... Hyped about this song. That like this yeah. song was going to be crazy, and it did. You know, it did okay, but it didn't really. Yeah, because we. I think they put it out. Virgin put it out too soon after. Get gone. Get gone was still still it was really still cooking really on fire yeah. at the time. Um, um but Creep is one. I would say one of my favorite songs I've produced, um, or co-produced would be, you got a bad. You mm. got a bad. It just yeah. sounds like something. Yeah, that could just. To me, it was very, very different. Um, we we, are, we list all the songs that, that we made on him. Mm-hmm. I mean? And granted, I mean, Confessions is huge. Byron, I mean, his record is a big, you know. Yeah. But it's just something about that particular song, his vocal, has his no harmonies. Are, he's, 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 he's singing straight.
4: There are no harmonies in that record. I yeah. just thought about it. I didn't, I didn't he's notice it until now.
1: Singing mm-hmm. it straight down, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just one vocal sitting on top of about six sounds.
2: How many you know women I mean? you lied to and said that you wrote that about them?
1: You got a bad, yeah. Uh, Just a,
3: I've yeah. never told anybody. I've
1: never told anybody that I wrote that song about them. Um, I always tell the truth about that song because I, I was so. You look
0: amazed. like you say I wrote a song about you. Got to Listen and guess which one it is. Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm that guy. You got to yeah, leave it open-ended. Yeah, you got to guess yeah. which one. Yeah, and Text <laughs> it gets your strings. <laughs> <laughs> me, cocks every
0: television. Text me back. And let me know which one you think it is. No,
1: the one thing about that song yeah. I was that process, I was so amazed at how we. Finished talking about something, and then the very next hour we had this song, mm-hmm. and was like, "This song," mm-hmm. and, and that's something that a lesson that just stuck with me forever. Like to this day, like I have to talk to the artist. Mm-hmm. I have to talk, what are you going through? What are you? What do you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. What's what's happening in your life? Mm-hmm. I know something happening. Right. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing? Right. What the nigga do? Right. What you know? What I mean, like yeah. the whole the whole situation. I got to have the conversation because in every in every situation I could point at in, in, in any songs I've been a part of, when you have the conversation, mm-hmm. it like Be Without You was a conversation. It was mm-hmm. like literally, we got a call from Jimmy Iovine, mm-hmm. And Jimmy's like, I need a rhythmic record like this, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, what does she want to talk about? Mm-hmm. And was like, okay, we're gonna get you know get Mary and him on the phone. So Mary can do Chris, we all get on the phone and Trante, hey, and they tell us what they what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, to talk about.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: we talk about it and we literally did. I mean, I did the track, literally, you got, uh, I mean, Be Without You, that track happened in like between eight to ten minutes. Because I was just trying to get the idea wow. down. That's and well. I called John T, I was like, yo, man, I got I got, I got, got this idea. You, like, come to the studio. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He said, play it for me on the phone. So I played him the eight bars on the phone. And he was like, all right, I'm on the way. Got to the studio. Song was written. And well, Jontae's Tate, a big Beast, That's That's one
2: of the greatest sick. writers ever. No, John yeah, sick he human. He, does, yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> no, no, you have no, no, no. to be a sick no, no, human no, no. being I, to I, be I, a great I, writer. I, no, 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 no. He's no, one no. of the people that
0: I want his verses done over, like no, in a, no, no, in a, in a, in a like a, in a space, a theater.
2: Yeah, it, it doing like, it that on that IG shit wasn't. wasn't
0: yeah,
4: like, no, it you didn't know either of them justice. You don't understand. I was I the first time I ever watched this man write a song. Like he gets in the booth, right? No pen and paper. No, none. Gets a glass of wine. He has a little mm-hmm. wine thing. Oh, yeah. He does. Mm-hmm. Starts
0: swirling. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> he has all of his thoughts in that
4: yeah.
3: glass. You <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> drink your thoughts. swirling the like emotions button around. Button up on. <laughs> all the way to the top. Yeah,
4: yeah like yeah. It's writing like the song a song in suit. slacks is hilarious. Yeah. Suit on. Yeah. Bro, yeah. bro Johnson put a suit on. He's he's suit on. Getting low, man. But then he gets in this, he gets Here's a beat. Maybe two minutes the beats plays. He's like, all right, cool. Load me up. So he's just Singing things that aren't sentences, and it's like, what are these? What, what is mm-hmm. he singing? Mm-hmm. And then he'll go, "All right, cool, record this again." And he's like, "Keep that." And then he'll now he'll do something that seems like a verse. Mm-hmm. and you're like, "Wait, where, where did that what, come from? What what is he writing?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you're like, "All right, cool." Then now he's gonna do another take, and he's, he's doing something that seems like one half of the chorus. But mm-hmm. the first thing that he recorded
0: was the answer to the chorus. Ah, uh, okay. No, it's crazy. Like he writes in like, it's wild, bro. I yeah. ain't never seen him like it, it. makes sense in his head and then at the end it all makes sense. Yeah. To all of yeah. us. It's like, yo, this man is crazy. Yeah. And he quick. Showing up to write in the suit is, is oh, like, like,
1: no, that's his that's his flow. Yeah. I mean Johnson's is, John is a gentleman. Even yeah. if he's
0: in like like
1: Dressed down, yeah. he's got the button-up jeans, hard yeah. bottom. Yeah. He's
2: hard bottom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's hard bottom with hard the jeans. You from a different era. Yeah. <laughs> you seen some shit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: when you wear the no. hard bottom with the jeans, <laughs> well, yeah. just, yeah. you just kick it? Like, yeah. yo, yeah. you yeah. come like, to the homie crib with hard bottoms
2: <laughs> on <over laughs> the some jeans? I'm like, yo, where he on? That's, like, a, that's his dressed down day. <laughs> yeah, like, yo, we just chilling it. the, the game chilling, is coming right. on. Like, yeah. Yeah,
1: chilling. Jonte We chilling. a he's a different, he's
0: different. Yeah. This a this a mix of writers and producers in Atlanta. I was talking to uh, J.D. about when we, I was at the studio last. Like, y'all have a real interesting group of producers, songwriters in Atlanta. And I was like, yo, J.D., do y'all all really fuck with each other? Or is it like some secret? Like, Because I know y'all got the group chats outside of the group chat. Yeah, like, yeah, one yeah, of them sure. niggas ain't in this group chat. Like, <laughs> but he and the other one, that he talking <laughs> about a record, and y'all all go to the other one. He not in. Like, yo, what he talking about? <laughs> I
1: think just even that, I even having the concept of the group chat the Atlanta producers group chat. I think that in itself it's is some special shit. That's mm. crazy. You, you know, even if it's like a couple of group chats, right? Yeah. The fact that at at some point in my phone right now, there's a chat with me, JD, Polo, Tricky, Jante. You know, there, there's crazy. a there's, there, there is a chat. That's crazy. You know what I mean? That Sean Garrett. There's a chat that we're all. Cool. In. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is some amazing shit in just in general. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, that we all have, you know, Dallas, like, you know, like you might go to Jermaine's house, you know, we, we went to go watch the game at Jermaine's house one night, the playoff game, and Dallas just pulls up and we just over there, and yeah. me, Dallas and Jonte and you know, Jermaine. <laughs> look
3: yeah. at the,
1: you know what I <laughs> mean?
0: The Avengers. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> 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 <But it's> <laughs> <just> <laughs> like the thing, it's yeah. kind of like
1: you know, I think that's what's the, the most special thing about – Well, you can't
2: call Atlanta. the Atlanta producer group chat unless Amaretta's in there and verifies <laughs> yeah, who's – who. got to verify where you're from. Like, what <laughs> what part of Georgia is Dallas Austin really from? And his name's Dallas. It's like, we got to check his He's resume. from College Park. He's from College Park. That's not Atlanta, according it's to – It's not Atlanta, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Well, let right. me tell you what's funny, though. <laughs> you hear that, Jermaine.
3: If
1: you talk to, <laughs> if you talk to J.D., he'll, he actually he, will say,
2: you're right, we, we, we started Atlanta. Yeah, Jamaica. We're gonna argue. Jamaica say College Park started Atlanta. Well, JD told me he was from Brooklyn at Pergola yesterday, yeah. so I don't oh, know. Man. He lived. He lived in Brooklyn for yeah, four he said, years. <laughs> oh, he man. said, "No, I'm really from Brooklyn." I Not was really like, "I never knew that."
0: Yeah, I, but he made. a I I good, good check point, I checked your Wikipedia though. page. He made a good uh, point. And I think he was saying in the Welcome to Atlanta video, they didn't show, show college,
1: college Park. No, they didn't. No, he he didn't film at College Park. No, he, he they no they did go to College Park. They went to uh, World Changers. They went to um, Okay, uh, Creflo's
4: Church. Ah, right, he said he didn't. So either he lied or was yeah, he wasn't able remember. Land? Was it Welcome to Atlanta he was talking about? Yeah, either yeah. he lied or you're lying.
1: Yeah, in in the, in the
4: <laughs> check the group chat.
1: And in, no, in the original video, in the video with him and Ludacris, the original yeah. version. Yeah, they went to world
0: changes. World changes is in College Park. Okay. Oh, so J D. He must have forgot that though.
1: But they, but they didn't go to like the hood. They didn't okay. go like to like
0: yeah. No, him and Justice had an amazing conversation about who's from Atlanta, what part is Atlanta like, and then like Rory said, they keep looking at me and, and Rory like we we can like vouch like, like bro. He's like yo, did you, like Justice, like did you hear what he just said? I'm like Justice,
2: I don't bro. know what Cobb is. Yeah, <laughs> no, Cobb, Cobb I couldn't it. tell you what none of that shit is. <laughs> All of that is Atlanta to me. JD brought up Gwinnett, and I was like, I don't know her. He's <laughs> yeah. like, why why you looking at me for ver- verification?
1: He, that that's his one though. He loved he loved he loved the shit on Gwinnett. <laughs> Jermaine I always talking
4: about Gwinnett <laughs> meanwhile Jermaine lives in not Atlanta well I mean he's rich I,
2: he should probably move it's out LaRoslo, of Santa Springs.
0: <laughs> yeah it's like come on my guy um, we, we had a, uh, a same night a same night, same city thing that we do on the show where it's kind of like verses but we like if it's you're in your city and these two artists have a show tonight mm-hmm. which show do you go to mm. and I brought up Scissor or Summer Walker well,
2: contractually, sure, they both
0: yeah. have to go to the summer, summer one. <laughs> we'll go to Summer's concert. Yeah, to summer's concert. That's easy. I'm, okay, take your take your business hats off and your, your affiliations <laughs> off. Just as a fan.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a bigger summer fan. Yeah, than
0: I'm a bigger Cizzle. summer fan than Sizzle. Okay, I'm, I agree too. Yeah. Specifically, but I
4: like Sizzle.
0: I, I I love Sizzle. I, I, I really it enjoy her new album. Huh? Try, try to clean know, her clean new up. album is I'm clean up. I'm fucking with you. Her new album is insane. Sizzle's new album is insane. She's amazing.
1: Overall, I just like some... First of all... I met Summer around the time she signed them, mm-hmm. right, she probably right, right before they were because like, the because the, the story I got was the other Summer Walker.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah. so I met her through. She was mad. The other Summer Walker was, was managing someone. That's Summer how Walker. I met her. Yeah. We initially thought it was the other Summer Walker. Yeah. We was like, she making music? Yeah, yeah. this shit is hard. Would have been crazy.
1: <laughs> are, yeah. So uh, think
2: about that. Like um, if that was
1: her voice. So I remember I mean, I met Archer, mm-hmm. and I remember them playing me the music. And then I started following her on Instagram, and then Chris was telling me, you got paid." Like that Chris like, you got to pay attention to this girl. This girl is really like mm-hmm. fire. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I just like her, mm-hmm. like just her perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The 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 wild shit she on. Mm-hmm. I just like everything about
2: who she is as an artist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like through and through. I want to yeah. ask uh, Justice specifically. Age old debate: 8701 versus Confessions. What's a better album? Confessions. Hmm. You ain't even think about that. No,
4: not or at you all?
0: already thought about that and knew the answer.
4: No, I mean, it's like 8701 was great, but like, Confessions was like, especially when Yeah happened. Yeah, yeah just a moment. Like, yeah it was a crazy. How, where I was, I mean, I was like 12 years old. Mm-hmm. That shaped my mm-hmm. viewpoint of yeah. like R&B. I'm like, oh, this You this left it. that on your voicemail. Yeah,
2: this is it. That's yeah. an aggressive voicemail. I didn't dude. have a voicemail, but. You, <laughs> <laughs> you um, never had a voicemail with the record on it? Not until I was like 15. Okay. But you got to understand, Justin and I come from the era where we would have the ringtone. And then also when you call, we could put a song. Instead yeah. of hearing the yeah. ringer, like we from yeah. that era. We not really the voicemail. Like play a song and say, leave it after the beat. Yeah. I used to really think about what I was going to play on my voicemail. Now I, have, I've never, I haven't never, have activated
0: my voicemail on my phone
3: you in probably 10 years. You can't even my phone?
1: Yeah, no. Oh. It's a really, really like. Really try to curate the proper. Yeah, like you had to. The shit was gonna be next week. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Did you, I, you know, only use songs you wrote? Yeah, well, I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about, I'm <laughs> right, it's funny. I'm talking about when I was, Yeah. before I was like, you yeah. know, a favorite songwriter. Uh, I was.
2: uh, well, Like when you were in high school writing for, high school. for Destiny Show? I would do, I would do, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> I would do,
1: I used to do stupid shit in Crazy. high school though, too. Like, I used to do mm. like singing telegrams, like in school. Like if you came to the class and you saw a keyboard set up, some roses he
2: was about to get a singing telegram so i've got i used to make that's how i used to hustle making school. oh wow that's what? smart how old were you when you lost your virginity huh if you was doing that in high school you lost your virginity at what 12 13
0: <laughs>
1: no no. Nah, i um, This nigga got some nah, of the greatest
2: on the planet he said huh like yeah, <laughs> yeah nah, nah, no
1: nah. it was uh it, it was later it was later 14 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was
2: later uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I was uh, it was later. Um, Give it to myself. Our guy Julian had, uh, I thought, an amazing question for you, B. Fuck Mary, kill confessions, emancipation of Mimi, or the breakthrough. Mary confessions. Nothing about that album is about marriage. But I'm saying, <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm, yeah, for me, if I, if I'm, if I'm,
1: marry, I'm, a, yeah, I'm gonna marry an album, yeah, forever. That motherfucker got 20 million. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, marrying. That's you t- you tell confessions. <laughs> you know what I'm we might as well just do it. Yeah. uh uh yeah, Mary, Mary Confessions, uh fuck emancipation, kill, break them.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah. There. Fucking emancipation.
1: It's
2: a tough one. Wow. It's tough. Yeah. Uh yeah. Justice, fuck Mary Kill. Free Black. Hmm. Over it. What would be the third there? Oh, I'm gonna really put you on the spot. Boogie's album. Which one? This last one. Okay, so Fuck, Mary Kill. Fuck, Mary Kill. Over it. Free black. Free black. Or more black superheroes. Hmm. Ah, uh, damn. As
4: a fan or as an executive? As Justice. As a fan or as an executive? No, like as
2: you.
0: As Tony Stark <laughs> As a, fan, as a fan, or fan or as an executive? as yeah, Tony Starks. You Tony Starks. I <laughs> um...
4: As a fan, I'm going to go, I'm a to marry Free Black, I'll
2: fuck over it, and I had to kill Boogie's album. That's crazy. Yeah. He finally got vulnerable, opened up <clears throat> his therapy album, You Want to Kill. Mm. It's not yeah. going to do well for his mental health.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's my answer. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
4: yeah. I fought with the toxicity now. Uh, over it or still over it? As a fan or as an executive? Oh my.
0: Both. both. Give me both. Tony Starks.
4: Not as the Iron Man. As a fan? As a fan's...
2: Best.
0: Over it. Yeah. As an executive still over it. As a fan over it, as an executive still over it. Yeah. Why? The marketing y'all did behind still over it was was insane. That's what yeah. I'm saying. As an executive. That was hard. Yeah. That was hard. Yeah. As an executive, I mean... I mean... They broke it in Harlem, right? Didn't they get, get the box over? Didn't they break the glass Uh, Yeah, in, in Harlem, Harlem, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but even to a nigga from seventh to break that yeah. last thing. <laughs> nigga from seventh. I, I told you, I yeah, that make that first, the last that was stop. First. Yeah, because that nigga yeah. gonna break that for yeah. real. Um,
4: but yeah, as an executive, because it's just like, like I said, like, but you were you were with me, yeah. when we were trying to
0: finish that album. I mean, yeah. they broke up mid album, yeah, like the shit that I had to go through to finish that album. Ooh. But it was such a. I remember because t- I remember you hit me. I was like, bro, this album, yo, they waiting. because it was such a real. The fans were going through a real I think we were together when yeah. she posted the video. And, and you was like, yo, dog, I woke up. I had to deal with it all. I said, mm-hmm. I said, Justice. This, you couldn't ask for anything better than this. Yeah. It's fucked up because she's going through some real yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Dead ass. But this yeah. is in real time. Like this is happening right now. As the mm-hmm. albums being made. As the albums <clears> pretty much, she was like, what, two songs away from being done with the album? No. <laughs> well, when we were talking. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I was like, this is yeah. this is amazing.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like, wait, it it's was, fucked up, but, but it's was tough. like it was tough. Was fifth baby mama that was, done already, or that was after? Well, no, that was the last song. That was the last. He song. Was, was, there there. was there that night. She wrote she it. Wow. And she
0: laid it down. I was like, yeah, oh. Yeah. First of all, I want to start. off. I, I should have. Your mama should have beat yeah, your ass. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, you witnessed her just bar him up? <laughs> Yo, oh. She was in the <laughs> other room writing, and then she had laid it down. And then I That's came like back being in the, in in the, the studio like, when
2: Pac made hit him up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, she barred, she barred up. London to death on that First song. First
0: of all, your mama should have whooped your ass. Yeah. I said, oh my god. And I was, that album was
4: so tough, man. Like because her and London are so good musically together. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And to break up in the middle of it and just leave me in the middle of no man's land. Yeah. Was, wow. And then I'm I'm burning through cash every single day. Yeah. Because I got London this crazy house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I'm saying he's comfortable. She says she ain't recording no more to I get that motherfucker out. Right. Wow. And he's like,
2: bro, we have an agreement. <laughs> like, yeah. It was it was tough. It and how it was tough. It was how tough. do publishing splits? They're already difficult. How do publishing splits happen in the middle of also a breakup? I had to handle everything. Wow. I had to, I literally had to
4: maneuver the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I had to maneuver their personal relationship in terms of like speaking through me. And then The creative part of it, yeah, and the business part of it, like it was a really tough album to make, like a divorce attorney.
2: Yeah, it was it was a that was the toughest thing, but it made me made me a better executive. That's why when you asked, I was like, when was the last time? Because of course you had to choose summer in the divorce. I mean, he was there from the beginning. When was the last time you saw London? What's that relationship like? I saw him at the Rock Nation brunch. Okay,
4: we don't speak.
0: Mm. You and London don't speak
4: at all. No, he don't. He acts like
2: I, I don't exist. I feel him. I do. What I, I saw him with you when he pressed me about mall, And that was after the breakup. That's I, that's I nutty was not there. first of all. Yeah. You br- I went to the studio with you for when, when Puff was trying to steal all y'all sauce. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yo. 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 <laughs> I I don't know what you're talking about. See, that's why you can't
1: <laughs> see, you
0: can't <laughs> take the white boy's <laughs> you know, shirt. Like you were supposed yeah. to leave that in the studio, my brother.
2: We have the edit button. I was, yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, he, he was cool with, with you at that point. And we, we can take all that out. But. When? When uh, me and you went when Puff was doing the Love Valentine's Day album. Where, where were we? What are you talking about? In LA. Oh, that was after the breakup, no? Was it?
0: Oh, they might have broke up before that and got back together. That might have been one of those. No, yeah, it might have been.
4: One. Yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, it was one of those. They had broken up and that was it. Okay. it, it wasn't. It wasn't official. Yeah, it wasn't official because that was that was before the baby, before she had the baby. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but no, no, no. After the breakup, nah, he he don't he don't speak to me. Uh,
0: just, I I get it, I understand. Mm. But well, I, I finally yeah. met him. And like we, I was like, "What's up, man?" Because you know he's uh, working with Saint now. Yeah. So I met him last. The song they have his heart. Yeah. They got like, they got a few joints that yeah. they that they doing together. So I finally met. Him. I thought it was funny that, the Rory situation. Like, yeah, and now he asked me about you. Like, Yo, what's up with your boy liking someone's pictures and all? I, I'm just a summer fan, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, a fan. I mean, you flew to Toronto for the show though. It was a good show. You were a great show. Great night. Great audience. Yeah. Greatest. You came to
4: support me, man. Yeah.
2: My God. That's what. That's what you think you did. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, just with the whole night. I was with me
3: yeah. and my boy. I know
0: because he was with Summer.
2: No. Mm. No. <laughs> Here you go.
0: I, 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 actually, I've never even met Summer. I don't think. You met her that night at the studio in Atlanta. Oh yeah, I did. Baby mama. Yeah. Night? yeah. Yeah, but that was like. Uh, it was a different meet. She yeah. was in a different zone yeah, headspace. Yeah, yeah. So she ain't like, fuck with nothing. Hey, how you doing? And I kept it moving. Like, yeah, yeah. She ain't fuck with nothing, nothing. Nobody moving. No,
4: she was, yeah, she was, it was yeah. tough. Yeah. But nah, it's just um, yeah, man. try
2: to shot shout to my boy London. Um, an actual serious question, Justice, with yeah. summer specifically, and and just us now seeing how much the music business can affect artists, their anxiety, their depression. How much this really fucks you up. How have you been able to manage personalities outside of just business, dealing with artists that have social anxiety, can't come outside? And how does that fuck with your mental health? Because at, at that point, you can't even have feelings. Like you just get serious. Yeah.
4: Sounds it's like a therapy bag. Sounds <laughs> like, yeah.
2: is this your like you're your evolved, Rory. I mean, no, I'm, I'm not evolved. Okay, cool. This is Dr. Oz bag right now. This is um, this is my let's get married, where I'm saying good things, but I'm not really gonna right, say because right, 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 I know uh, what's really underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not like for real, though, that's been a, a huge thing with Summer specifically <clears throat> with the fans. Like, yeah. She has this crazy social anxiety shit. People either get upset with her or support her over it. As an exec, how do you balance both of those things? I think it's nothing new.
4: I think I think it's just different because now people have words for these things. Mm-hmm. Like, narcissist, gaslight, anxiety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <Yeah. laughs> like, yeah. like, like I said, like, how and not to compare, but like you know, what would what if, what would have Twitter have looked like if Whitney Houston had one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Bobby Brown had Twitter, like right. it looked nuts, yeah. right? I think, but that's what makes good artists. Unfortunately, because mm-hmm. they are dealing with something that they know how to just put in the music that mm-hmm. resonates. Um, now, how do I maneuver it? I think the hardest part is letting the artist know that they're not crazy. Yeah, no, I think for me, the hardest part is navigating with the actual artists Mm -hmm. to like, you know, like let them know um, Mm -hmm. that like, you know, don't take other people's perspectives to heart. Everybody wants an opinion. Everybody wants to feel like something is going to trigger you or be able to say that. So I think that's the hardest part is really just making the artists feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and creating a a safe space for them to express themselves. But um, because, man, the fans are so mean to artists, bro. Like, it's 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 fucking awful. Yeah, it's just like, (laughs) yo, like, they're giving you music. Mm -hmm. Like, they're giving you a piece of their soul. Mm -hmm. And they just shit on them all brick. You came outside with a brick. Oh, your career's done. You fell off. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, you're supposed (laughs) to champion your artists and push them to... So you get get more. It's just like, the quality of life is made better with better music. Mm -hmm. But then you know, you want to just tell them they fell off? Like, yeah. They're yeah. for sure going to fall off. Yeah, Like, if you if they believe it, yeah. they're yeah. for sure going to fall
1: off. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's tough. And I mean, in, in this era, it's so crazy because, you know, back in the 90s, you couldn't just tell an artist that. Yeah. Even if you felt it. Yeah. You know, if you, you, bought, you bought a CD, you know what I mean? You know, you thought the CD was whack. You couldn't go to, like... Twitter and say this yeah. is it, mm. trash. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like you got to just some it may sell through a hundred thousand copies before you realize the album is yeah. not good. You yeah. know what I mean? Now you drop. They they it ain't been
2: out of hours. They're like, nah, this ain't it. Social media, it. TikTok, it out out hour. frisbee. It's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like an hour hour in? <laughs> It's also easier to listen to music you wouldn't listen to or care about. Right. So you have more negative comments. Like before you went out i have 12 dollars right i'm gonna get this cd because i really am interested in this now yeah. i could pull up any song if i feel like putting a comment on wow. fucking a youtube page yeah. yeah or open a spotify album of an artist i probably wouldn't listen to but i see that's what everyone's talking about on the timeline so let me go listen to it for free yeah mm. now i have an opinion about something i shouldn't have an opinion about because i wouldn't like it to begin with mm. Also, ma- majority of people shouldn't just have opinion on music I mean, you can't across the board. I guess it's just the value of the of the opinion. wow You can have a shitty opinion about an album if you you care have. specifically about it. Then you should have a, a valid opinion. You know what? I like
4: I I'm like a Twitter troll and like I go like look on like well not troll, but stalker. Like I, I go look at like certain people that like have negative opinions about albums and yeah. music or whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, I go look at their profile and their photos and like what their living room looks like and like, <laughs> like how they like wear their like their clothes and everything i'm just like yo mm-hmm. like you of all people can't have an opinion on music <laughs> yeah like mm. on taste you have yeah. no taste on taste yeah. right like a lot, no. y- a
2: lot of y'all don't have no taste buds all right first of all that's At not all. that's not fair because the artists on your roster sell so crazy that's okay for an artist that has like a niche cliche fan base not every one of Summer Walker's fans have taste in putting their apartment together. I think black has like a you niche, can't, you can't do that. Uh, you can't only want people that have quote unquote, good taste
4: to listen. To no, to music. have an opinion. Yeah, the only they, way, the only way you can have an opinion or a valid opinion in my or credible opinion is you number one, have spent enough time with something. And number two, to where you have a vast amount of um, experiences with, other sounds or other music to be able to compare because you can't mm. compare something putting Until too much you... responsibility on art that's supposed to just be talked about. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like, it's like me having, uh, it's like me at 12 years old having, um, an opinion on blueprint too. Like, mm. I don't know what he's saying. Mm. Like it's flying <laughs> over my head. Yeah, you know, I know I like H to the Izzo because it's yeah. easy for me to understand, but like, that's it. Like, it's just like, you have to like, you have to go through certain things to be able to have a real things.
2: opinion yeah. and i'm just like i get it but like i mean i guess in fuck the valid fans. opinion <laughs> area that, but everyone that <laughs> listens to it is entitled to them. Yeah, it just there's no values to the opinion yeah, you can't say someone that doesn't put their apartment together well shouldn't be able to talk about a summer walker when you're when you're on the twitter
4: timeline and you've come across one of these pages what are the identifying factors that you're looking for that validates their opinion
2: um cool pants n- <laughs>
4: no i mean i i think i think you for me first thing I, I i go through i go through the timeline and i just see like do they do they even read books like <laughs> like do they have thoughts that that are their original thoughts mm-hmm. and if you don't then i already know that like you're already like controlled in a way mm. so like your opinion is not even like a real opinion yeah, see, like, and that's like ninety nine percent of people. All they do is just take other people's tweets and just sure. retweet them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, y'all are not even real people. <laughs> Yo, see, y'all not
0: even real. Like,
4: are <laughs> like, y'all even human? <laughs> like, 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 y'all, y'all a is somebody in there? Yeah, like, somebody, yeah.
2: I,
0: I agree with them though. Yeah. No, no, I, f- I understand what you're saying. You, it, it takes, I think, for 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 people to connect to certain R and B, uh, especially R and B. I think that it takes a certain type of experience, like yeah. you said. Ooh. It takes a certain type of, um just style. Like, you you know when somebody is going to connect. Like, if you go to a Sabrina Claudio show, you can mm-hmm. kind of, you know what the audience is kind of sort of going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. Or a summer show, you know what the audience is kind mm-hmm. of sort of going to look like. You you know, the black Kim show. show mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like, you're going to yeah. know, like, okay, these are the, because this is who black Resonate is to talking it, right, to. Like, yeah. they, they, they've been through some of these same experiences. Mm-hmm. They like some of the same things. Um... What's one of the artists that y'all have worked with when y'all went to their live show, y'all were actually surprised to see like a different fan base there? Like I never would have thought that these type of people would be at this show. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's a good question. Yeah.
4: I don't think I've don't think i had that. I think it's all been pretty spot on for me. Like artists that I work with or just like an artist in general? Uh, both. Well, artists in general... When I went to, um, I mean, it was like actually like when I went to the like the weekends for a show, yeah. And I was just like, I know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. I actually know what he's talking about right. because I'm doing it with him as yeah, the music yeah. is playing, yeah, like, yeah, yeah,
2: like, yeah.
4: like <laughs> I'm living this. I'm
2: living this yeah, life. Yeah. I've I've and, taken that pill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I look out that. and I look
4: out in the audience, and it's just like. You too? Yeah, like, I'm like, ain't no like, way. Do you see me? Like,
0: <laughs> y'all look at each other like, yeah, we're here. Yeah.
4: Like, ain't no, and and honestly, too, like, honestly, too, Scissor too. SZA. Um, She, her fans are a lot more other girls. Like, yeah. you know, like, not say other girls, but I'm trying to think of, like, the best way to, like, Taylor Swift fans will be at a Scissor concert.
0: Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. But I get it I too. think she, I think she showed us that with this last yeah. album. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like I remember, uh, and I, I tell the, uh, the crew all the time, like us being on tour and some of these albums that came out, I'll never forget where we are at when these albums dropped. So yeah. we were in Seattle when the scissor album came out and I'm in the hotel room and I'm listening to it. I thought it jumped into another album. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'm like, yo, this is Sizzle? Like this sounds like- Some Avril Lavigne shit. Yeah, like yeah. Avril Lavigne. Like what the fuck? is Like this is what she- And I was just like, not only does it sound, sound amazing, but it's like, oh, she's in her MTV TRL. Yeah. Like, she wants that. And mm-hmm. it's authentic. It, did, it didn't feel like it
1: was something that she was trying yeah, to try. it it forced, like, Yeah, it wasn't forced. It felt yeah.
0: natural. And, I mean, look at where she's at with
2: yeah. eight, nine weeks, number yeah. one. Yeah. Shout out to SZA. Pivot out of music with trains blowing up, Chinese balloons. Do either of you have a favorite conspiracy theory?
4: <laughs> um, I live conspiracy but it's, <laughs> give me your top top five. For, for me, alive. it's not conspiracy. It's like it's truth to me. It's definitely, it's definitely and that's, and that's, so that's what's even. wrong with conspiracy. <laughs> like it's just like yeah, no, like, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's
2: real. real. Like, it's <laughs> dead ass real. So what? What's your favorite uh one? They deem a conspiracy.
4: Um, I mean, well, I mean, let's we can talk about. Fauci and the vaccines. You want
3: yeah, to go there? COVID, I don't know if you English.
2: want to go there. I would like to, but I want to monetize our YouTube video. Yeah, so us not. <laughs> yeah, they put off. Yeah. They will stop all your money if yeah, you say yeah, the, the vaccine yeah. was wrong. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: Which yeah. is crazy. It's nuts. Like,
1: wow, that in itself is conspiracy
2: right yeah. there. The yeah, fact yeah, that of you, course, yeah. You,
1: if you say something, if you say it,
2: yeah. If, if you, you say, say anything, anything, if you say COVID and bleep this out, I'm serious. Keep this part, but bleep out the word COVID. If you say COVID. <laughs> On Instagram, they'll put the little link no matter what at all. And YouTube will demonetize some of your shit. Wow. If it's on text on a post, like I worked a record when I was at Atlantic called Vaccine. And when we were posting
4: the artwork for it, it would say CDC facts, checks about... Wow. Not even... Audible like, audio. you might even be too deep now where like this video is not going to get monetized. Yeah, we, we got to stop. Let's stop. We gotta stop. <laughs> I think even the the, the talk about it in yeah. three minutes, it's, it's <laughs> done. And,
2: and you know what's hilarious? They put the CDC fact check thing on all the posts, right? And then the CDC came out last month and was like, yo, we was lying about Bro, all Bro, they facts. backtracked yo, everything. Yo. <laughs> they backtracked everything. You put something on my post that said it was facts and now you're saying it's not facts. Bro, listen, I was saying this
0: when all of this shit was happening and people were killing me for it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. bro, yeah,
4: just you just Yeah, cuz you put money sense. bags after it. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw
0: I saw Maal tweet something about Biden today and put money bags. i cuz he sent 500 million yeah. to you, you didn't think that was on brand. He just sent 500 million to Ukraine. Yeah. That deserves some money. So money bag
1: yeah, yeah, emojis. money back. They got they got the bag. It yeah. is
2: funny for Maul to be like, "Yo, don't get it. Money bag money, money bag. Money money <laughs> I mean, if you want to keep getting this money, don't get it. like but we
0: could obviously clean all that up. Um right. save it for Patreon. <laughs> The deal that the the deal that you made with with LVRN, mm-hmm. how did because y'all are really friends, family, mm. y'all 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 came up together. How did you feel? What was the the energy like uh, after the deal was done? Um, and how from where LVRN started, mm-hmm. did you ever see it being what it is today?
4: E- yes and no. I think that specifically I was just I knew that it was going to be something that I archived or I architected in my brain, but how it shaped mm-hmm. was kind of its own form. I had I had kind of no control over it. Like mm-hmm. I knew what I was gonna do was gonna be successful. How successful or when it was gonna be the most successful, that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of just stay down, right? That was just the mentality. So let's just stay down. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just do the work. Um, um, the feeling of you know, post-signing deal and you know, check clears is definitely like, yo, I <laughs> the first thing that I think we text each other in the group chat is like, yo, I need more of this. Hmm. Like, yeah. I need more. Mm-hmm. Like, we ain't even really did nothing yet.
0: That's crazy to say. We ain't even
4: did. Wow. Like, we haven't really done anything. Like, we've been lucky a few times. hmm hmm Like, yo, like, I want a real run. Yeah. Like, I want one of them nasty, like, the Motown runs. Yeah. Yeah. was just like, yo, this... Like, what kind of money, does, does this nigga invent music? Yeah. <laughs> like... It's real. Like, yeah, like, I want one of them type runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Now we have the opportunity to go get Cox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, to be in the, being the, being the, in the conversation of signing competitive artists. Yes. Right? Like, we had to like, grow all of, all, all of, all of our artists from nothing.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Now, it's just like, we don't have to work as hard. Not to say we don't have to work as hard, but we can like, we can throw ourselves in the, in the pool
2: of, you know, superstars as well. Yeah. What do you want to know? We need one of them back. What, what do you think you would, prefer more in that regard? Marketing and grabbing some of those superstars or starting again the way you guys did with Black and Summer where it's zero zero views to a billion? Yeah, I've already
4: done it. So i want to just grab one of them. You just want <laughs> to be the Yankees. Yeah, we did let's just buy, yeah. Let's just buy yeah. a bigger superstar. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's hard work. It's yeah. Hard work. It's hard work. And you got to understand, like I was 18, 17, 19 when like that was like kind of like coming about. Yeah. yeah.
2: I was living it. Right. Like now I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate that honesty because yeah. most people, especially on a media room, be like, Yeah, that's, that's that's the thing I love the most. Yeah. Is starting there. I watched Neil Brennan and Dave Chappelle say every question, would you guys do Chappelle show again? No. It was it was hard work. Yeah. yeah. Like my life was completely fucked up during that entire time. <laughs> I don't want to do it again. Mm-hmm. I'll just go fucking host SNL, yeah, do Radio City. Like I worked this hard so I would never have to do Chappelle show again. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Honestly, most people don't say that. They're like, "Nah, that was the worst thing ever." I've yeah, no, it's like fucking ruined my life of trying to get someone from zero to here. I'm um, doing that shit again,
0: sharing Taco Bell,
4: <laughs>
2: right? <I'm> no,
0: cool. <laughs> uh, I don't want to do that no more. JD, JD told me that. Well, they got the ten pack. With they got tacos the box. Yeah. yeah, it's nasty. You get more artists, more tacos. <laughs> um, JD told me that the guy that he looked up to was a uh, Barry Gordy. Yeah, he wanted to be more. He wanted to be Barry Gordy. Who is the the guy that you looked to and was like, "I want to do that."
1: um for me there was there was a couple of people um naturally you look at like a Quincy Jones or a Rick Rubin you say
0: hey you know I love the the, the Rick Rubin uh six what was it 60 minutes yeah yeah I love that he was like I don't know how to play an instrument yeah. but I have taste yeah he yeah. said he got vibes that's yeah. really what he said <laughs> he said I know what's good when I hear it
1: exactly um um if I had to pick a trajectory it would be a curriculum tra- 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 trajectory because of he's done everything. He's been able to touch a little bit of Johnny everything. Johnny Cash. From public image Johnny Cash is like, insane. Ill. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then in my specific genre that I was, I've become, you know, that I mastered, I would say, you know, there's a multiple people. There's, you know, there's um, the late, great, Chucky Thompson and, mm. you know, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, Babyface, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's it's I was really into the music part of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, And looking at those people saying, yo, like, man, if I could just be in the same conversation of a, you know, a Jimmy and Terry, Mm -hmm. the same conversation of a, you know, La and Babyface, the same conversation of a Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley is actually he is the guy. He's right. the guy who, when I was a kid, I, and, and I didn't really... I knew that producing was important, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I, I, I'm a credit reader. I was a person that like literally studied the the, the CD booklet, the, studied the, the cassette booklet, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? From front to back, mm-hmm. write the addresses down to the labels and all kinds, you know. Mm-hmm. I was that guy, mm-hmm. which is why I know so much about, you know, what I know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, but Teddy was... Uh, it, it was like an atomic bomb
3: mm-hmm.
1: when Teddy Riley like dropped out of nowhere.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: you know what I'm saying like you know for being from Houston, it felt like Teddy Riley dropped out of nowhere, you know what I'm right. saying, where people who probably grew up in New York, yeah, you know who experienced that New energy swing, yeah. becoming something mm-hmm. um you know, have a different story for us, you know, growing up in these different regions. It's another thing like now, with the advent of social media, music is not regional. You know, this one we're one world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where you know, in the eighties and nineties, it's like I had to watch TV all day. Yeah. To get to, you know, if I wanted to hit that Method Man record, if mm-hmm. I wanted to, they weren't playing that shit in Houston. They weren't playing Wu Tang Clan on the radio in right. Houston. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, so so you 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 get to learn about these different things and develop a taste. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And th- things you like, and like, oh damn, I would have thought I would have liked. That. Mm-hmm. Like Tears for Fears, I wouldn't have thought that I would have liked Tears for Fears if i right. never, you know, if I'd had to sit through it to get to the, you know, mm-hmm. to the guy video. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but so for me, Teddy was somebody who just, it came out of nowhere. It felt like it was a bomb. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Groove Me came out and it felt like there was nothing. I was like, maybe Groove Me came out. I, I, I might have been 10, mm-hmm. 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. And I just remember nothing sounded like that. Right. I just remember being like, the, the, shit was, the shit was hip-hop. The shit was church. The mm-hmm. shit was like the Gap Band. It was mm-hmm. funky. It was, you know what I mean? It's Teddy playing the guitar. The niggas got the jewelry on. Yeah. Like, understanding what Harlem yeah. is now. Right. You know what I'm saying? At that time, I didn't, I didn't know what that was. Right, I yeah. I just was like, yo, what is this? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was lifestyle, not just a producer. Yeah. Like, yeah. His production what? came with a look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything. It was crazy. It was like, what is this? Now that I know it is Harlem. Yeah. I, I know that now. Mm-hmm. It's Uptown. Yeah. But at the time, it like, was like, waiting for the video. And mm-hmm. Anything that Teddy, anything that had Teddy Riley on it, anything, and then you gotta stand, like I said about remixes, like, I became obsessed with remixes because of Teddy Riley. Yeah. yeah. Because it was like, you was like, you you'd hear a song, and back in those days, you knew Teddy was going to do a remix. Like he was like the, you know, he was yeah. the guy. The guy yeah. You knew that there was going to be a new Jack Swing remix coming. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'd be I I was obsessed with it. Like I was just I was completely enamored with what Teddy Riley was doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's the reason why I am a producer.
4: Go.
2: Um if Virginia is allowed to claim Teddy, let's do a city versus producers. Virginia as a state. Mm-hmm. Versus Georgia as a state. I
1: mean, because he, he, brought, he, brought, he brought the economy there. There, yeah. will, there will not be a Virginia. And I think
2: why I bring up Virginia, not like a New York or LA, is Virginia to me is probably the best oh, the, state when the, it comes to the, the richness of talent. Yeah. It's crazy. Georgia versus Virginia producers in a versus.
1: In a versus?
2: Mm-hmm. Who takes it? Yeah. Georgia. Georgia. I don't know, man. I think, I, think I, think, I think Virginia... I'm talking about dog. I mean, Timberland had to be... It might get down Austin, to the 20th song.
1: Dallas, right? Austin. These people... No disrespect to anybody. They're all legends, and I love all of them. Yeah. You know, like, Pharrell's one of my favorite people, and Timberland's one of my... He changed the game. Missy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm saying, we, are, we have to... A, a lot of those guys wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Dallas, Austin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Teddy Riley, Dallas... Jermaine Dupree, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of this shit wouldn't even happen if for Dallas, really. Like yeah. Dallas don't get the credit he's supposed to get because Dallas is, he was Dallas a rock star. Is, yeah. uh, you know
2: what I mean? Rico Wage. That's a total organized noise. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean?
4: Yeah. Like. But also, the reason why I say Georgia is that because it keeps going today. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Very, My, very much me, so. Like, your Metro. Metro is outside. Mike Willis. Yeah. Mike Willis yeah. outside. You know what I yeah. Yeah. mean? Like, yeah. 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 Like.
1: Yeah. It's, 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 it's. To me, it's no, it's no, and and now Missy Elliott lives where? Atlanta in Marietta. Yeah. yeah, you know what I
2: mean. Like no, it's not Atlanta. No, oh, it's not. <laughs> 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 uh, Little John,
0: I mean, Little John, Little yeah, John, it deep like It's producer, man. It deep man, very deep. Yeah, I saw Little John
2: uh, DJ in DJ Vegas. Tump. DJ Toon. DJ Toon? I mean, it's deep, crazy. dog. Atlanta's deep. No, no, man. I'm I, Georgia's I, Georgia. deep. It's Georgia. Yeah. It, it pains me being from up here to have to give you guys <laughs> the flowers that you deserve. Atlanta might be. The greatest music city in history, Detroit. You could definitely put oh, there because, because yeah. Detroit put but it on the I, map. I don't think anything really compares to what in Georgia music, in, yes. In-, yes, in-, in modern music. Yes, but not even because it's been so long. Not yeah. just modern. Before that, just Atlanta has been. It sh- shapes you, though, everything. though.
4: Atlanta's losing the ball a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And, and you man. To, to uh, who, though? I don't want to dive into that. Yeah. I don't think Atlanta's losing the ball. It's just such a wide market now that these new artists that come out, you're like, they're from where? Like, yeah. because of the internet, you can be from the most random town on earth and pop. Whereas oh, wow. before, so much was focused on major markets. You and had that's to go to the market. Art- you had yeah. to
1: go to New York. You had to go to LA.
2: You had to go to
4: Atlanta. So yeah, I, I don't Memphis think it's got some
2: in the water right now, man. But they are. I mean, Yo Gotti is one of the best in executives. Water right now. Yeah. Like, I'm not even
4: going to hold you. Like, Atlanta's quiet.
0: But why do you say that? Why do you feel
4: like that? I mean, 21 Savage just a, did an album with Drake Atlanta I, I mean, yeah. But we know our mainstays. But again, yeah. Atlanta is like, like known for having a hot one every summer. Mm-hmm. We ain't had one in a while.
2: Interesting.
0: Yeah, I
3: guess. Mm. Really?
4: Yeah, and I hate to say this on camera because like. Yeah, I'm repping Atlanta, definitely. but I have
0: been thinking about. It. I'm like, yo, like, no, but it's but but it's it's while. good that you say that because one, I mean, like, we go back to people that have to, that can say that would have to be somebody like you yeah. that's really like from making Atlanta, the, the, the music city. and yeah. really from the city. So if you feel like that, I want to know why. And if you are saying like because you haven't had one of those summers in a, in a while, as you talking about as far as new artists, like new artists, new yeah, wave? yeah, like come on, we what's got the new wave? Like, we got the, the future. Like, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You talking about the new wave? Yeah, what's the new wave? I mean, like
4: I fought with Baby Drill. Mm. Like, I, like I like I like some of the new guys, like that's coming. But like I don't know if it's gonna go all mm. the way.
2: That's you know, you know what I'm saying. Like Baby Drill is what made me officially feel old. Yeah, I really. Just, I it's one of the biggest records, and I just I don't get it. I just don't get mm. it. <laughs> but, but but I but, just don't get it. But again, again, even things I didn't like, I understood why they were pop this I just don't let me I don't know let me tell you why it says Act- more about me not him <laughs> like, actually actually pop-
4: mall yes. I just thought about it and I know why because we haven't as much as we have new artists we haven't had like new super producers yet like I agree with like that. ATL Jacob like has like has like a very strong way right now yeah, but, I j- j- yeah, yeah. but I think love ATL yeah but but I think that like the presence and the celebrity around him hasn't really caught up to like, you know, what he's actually done. Mm-hmm. Um, which as versus like, when Atlanta, when we kept one every summer, it usually came from either a really hot label or a really hot producer. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that like, we f- we figured out a way to kind of get back into that groove. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like when Southside was moving, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He gave us what he was giving us, Metro was giving you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, you know, Mike, like it, we always kept one yeah. in the chamber, but True. we don't, we don't really have uh a, a young, you know, as versus in Memphis. They got a few of them. Like him, mm-hmm. Keith is still like bringing him out. Yeah. Um was uh the guy who did the glory of the song, the Hit Kid guy. Hit mm-hmm. kid, yeah. yeah, he hard. Hit Kid yeah. go for, You know what I'm saying? Literally like
3: know.
4: Memphis caught they got something right
0: now. Yeah, they gotta they gotta wait. Which they, yeah. they definitely have a, a opportunity
2: to to the next few years yeah. can be theirs for sure. Yeah. And stay we can stay in the, the versus category. I don't want to do your catalog versus someone else. I want your catalog to battle itself. Circle Marquise Houston versus Pressure Ari Lennox. Wow.
1: Um, I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go Pressure.
2: Why? Um,
1: because it was unexpected. It was a record that it, it, I feel like Circle. would I, I I was in a stride that then I had a proper sound and anybody who had caught any whiff of that sound at that time mm-hmm. had a hit you yeah. know what I'm saying I think pressure kind of came out of nowhere it was like you know Ari Lennox with the single and it goes gold and it was like her first certification You know, her first top 10 record like, yeah. it, I just think that there was a lot of firsts with that
2: you know what I mean I like pressure from an optic standpoint because it was like a slow build when was yeah. the last time you had a slow build on a we, we number watch one record yeah. we watched it grow because now shit just hits like one day it's at 100,000 views then it's at 1 yeah. billion the next day it's like yeah. alright Let's Get Married versus Don't Forget About Us mm. oh mm. yeah damn that's tough it gotta be Let's Get Married though
0: mm. that's some, that's a wedding anthem I Are know but don't me? forget about us you know how many niggas huge. get married every day yeah they do <laughs> <laughs> like they coming out the door, Let's Get Married <laughs>
1: And let's get married because you're right. Culturally. Yeah. It's
4: it's
0: going
1: to, it's going to, it's it's going
4: to. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm like a Mariah Stan, so I'm going to stay with Mariah. I'm with you too. Uh, Don't forget about us. It doesn't matter when it is, where it
3: is, what's on it is. I'm going to
2: pick Mariah. (laughs) Confessions part two, verse burn. Mm. And I have a follow up. Confessions 1 versus Confessions 2.
1: Okay, so for me, it's Burn out of the first.
2: Yes. Oh, I, I'm with you, first too. One. Burn is one of my favorite uh, R&B is just, songs ever. so hard. hard. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, Confessions 2 is hard. Uh, <laughs> Confessions 2 is hard. Burn might two. be one of the
2: greatest R&B songs Burn ever. Burn is Good. just a
1: special, like, a, like writing, like, written... You know what I'm saying? It's just a. It's just to me. It's, it's a special. It's just. It's, just spe- it's more special to me. Mm-hmm.
2: Is it, was that a metaphor and a, a chick had maybe burnt you that week or? <laughs> Yo, oh, you wow, man, that's wow. sick, wow, bro.
0: Asking a man if he got burnt. <laughs> Yo, sick work. Broke, bro, you got sick it, work. Bro. Wow, so, bro. What? Dude, wow. We're in the middle of verses, mom. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> it got to ask the hard questions.
1: Confessions two. I got to go with confessions two, even though we wouldn't get Confessions 2 without the story of Confessions 1. Yeah. Confessions 1 is funny because how it didn't even happened was I had to go to the dentist and Jermaine had, was having writer's block. Mm-hmm. So while I'm at the dentist getting my teeth pulled, he's driving around L.A. trying to, you know, see some shit. And mm-hmm. he said he saw Beverly's in a sign and was like, I'm going to write a song about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we get back to, you know, so, so I, I, I'm thinking, I'm going to get my teeth pulled and go right back to the studio. didn't realize I was going to be out for like mm-hmm. three hours, four hours. So I'm taking Viking, I'm popping Viking in, go to the studio with him. And he's sick
4: telling me. <laughs> <Right, bro. laughs> yeah, Vic- sick
3: pill, bro.
2: Writing anything off Vicodin is pretty-
1: <laughs> And we go to the studio and we start this process and literally I. The whole story came came just came with just us talking mm-hmm. and then, and then I, I I ended up singing a demo with like gals in my mouth, how Viking in. Wow. Do you still Chris, have that? No? Huh? Do you still have the, the demo? Oh yeah, German's demos. We have the demos. I've every demo I was
2: saying for Usher I, I still have. Was there any type of marketing in you and JD's brains when writing confessions? Obviously with Usher and no. Everything that was going on no, we, with we Chili.
1: Like we didn't. Really, was it a happy accident? <laughs> yeah, it was an accident. But let me tell you what Confessions 2 was really about. It was R. Kelly had Ignition. Yeah. So Ignition 1 had came, you know, it, 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 there was a teaser of Ignition 1, at mm-hmm. the it, right? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ignition came out, mm-hmm. the first version, right? And at the end of Ignition 1, mm-hmm. he teases Ignition 2. Yeah. Yeah. So this back in the day, we, we would still get twelve inch singles. We get the record pool, mm-hmm. so we got the record pool, and we like. Of course, you know. I mean, I know, I know. It's not, you know. I mean, R. Kelly. We know that he was that nigga, so that's not, yeah. you know. I, I get it, yeah. you know. And we don't want to, you know, he's right, a piece I, of shit. He's right. a dirt
2: bag, boy. Yeah, in this I've tried to go to this
1: Jesus whole conversation and, yeah. about R and B without yeah. mentioning yeah. him, yeah. Yeah. but this particular, you know, situation we, we have to acknowledge he was he he was moving the needle right in mm-hmm. ignition he was the needle was popping exactly he was the needle and at the end when you had the previews of the remix like we were waiting for that mm-hmm. it was like i was waiting for what part two was going to sound like yeah and then he pulls out part two and it was blowing up
3: mm-hmm.
1: so i know that for us we felt like the story wasn't finished and we were like, well, how are we going to finish the story? It was like, well, I mean, shit. Our Kelly just put out the part two. Let's let's write part
2: two. Mm-hmm. You know what so, I mean? I never even really put that comparison. So, and it's kind of the same thing where Ignition Remix is the one, and people kind of forgot about yeah. Ignition. Yep. And Confessions, even though I like Part One better, most people don't.
1: I think low to lyrically, that low. Confessions think lyrically Two is it's it's a comparison. better song. Yeah,
2: it's uh, to me, it's just a better song. It's a better song
1: lyrically, I think. Story wise, the courses is insane. All bad. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's weird. I never even put those two and two together. It yeah, and so it was like
1: part two. And then I'm like, what's part two going to be about? And he starts telling me the story. He has a baby. I didn't realize that why he was so uh, <laughs> excited about the story was because he, he, it was his story. You yeah. know what I mean? So he's telling me the story. I'm like, this is coming out of your head just like right, out of the <laughs> top of your dome. But no, but it's really was something that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So he, and then he told me the story. Then he told me the actual story about how he found out about... You know, his daughter mm-hmm. and like, you know, his, his daughter's mother had put the birth certificate and the pictures in the in the, in the mailbox. And his mom would go check the mailbox. And he's in the pool, kind of chilling. He's out drinking the corona in the pool. I must have dozed off. And then the pool, you know, how you, you're like on a float, and the float hits the edge of the pool. And mm-hmm. he looks up, and his mom is sitting like, yo, what is this? And it's like an envelope with pictures and. <laughs> Uh,
2: that's sick. I, you know, Yo, so you imagine walk, laying in
0: your pool? Imagine being a on a pink flamingo. And you, yeah, walk, exactly. open, you look up. So, it's a birth
1: certificate. So and so he's telling me this. He tells me the whole story, and I'm just like, "Damn, you know." And he's like, "I got the story." So yeah. and I that song came so fast. Like I that mean, song of came course, fast after
0: that type. That song waking so you up fast. with a birth certificate from a girl saying she just had your kid. Yeah, yeah. wow work. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: crazy. That song came so quick. So you know it. You know, I I like confessions too because the energy, yeah, There's just so much energy behind it. When we see when we see it live. It's like,
0: yeah, I gotta I gotta catch us yet in Vegas. Oh, I, should, I have yeah. to. You have to. It's really good. Definitely gonna do that. Who has the bigger fumble, Liddell or JD? Oh, Lindell. That's a great. <laughs> <laughs> L- okay, it was Liddell. Lindell. Lindell. or Jermaine? Lindell or JD? That is a great. Is a great fucking the, biggest fumble, the
3: biggest fumble.
2: Oh my god! But
1: who? The which fumble, fumble was bigger? Oh man, this is this is a uh, this is hard.
2: is it though? It's not really. It's not JD still JD the Lindo yeah. definitely but had. but big... Lindo don't do that <laughs> no Lindo's not Lindo got the burgers going crazy <laughs> <Lindo's> not <laughs> not <laughs> Lindo. got the burgers <laughs> going
0: crazy it's I'm like just laughing because
1: like nah. I'm laughing because we always there's always a joke you know there's always a joke about you know Jermaine and Janet and yeah everybody you know we all it, it we always joke about it but yeah Lindo definitely had the biggest, biggest fumble. fumble I mean look I mean yeah. Yeah, it's you you see, he he fumbled. there's no he fumbled question the I'm talking about I mean that's terrible the Super
0: Bowl for games
1: yeah 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 he had I the biggest fumble ever it's Lindo we love you and his history like it'd be one of if Fumbled it, and nobody could Google it. Yeah, like you could Google the fumble. They bring and the front really every watch day. the history is terrible.
0: Yeah. And at, and at least JD, uh, I, it was good to see him in the Janet doc. Like they still no, they yeah. they they tell they you know I me mean? so yeah, like, It was he he, yeah, he, it was, up, he fumbled, but we still friends though.
1: And really, it the, you know, you let them tell it. It was really. It's time, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you if you really look at the story, it's yeah. really time. Like, you yeah. know, she's off doing what she's doing. He's yeah. off being Jermaine Dupri. Yeah. Because he was he, he was Jermaine Dupri. Absolutely. You know what I mean? He still is. You, you got to find that time to try to, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard, man. It's hard yeah. to do that shit when you, like,
2: yeah. when y'all both are, like, super successful. Yeah. It's yeah. Some hard shit to do. We all have that one homeboy that lies to his friends that, like, yo, she's feeling me. Like, I think this girl likes me. When Jermaine came to y'all and was like, yo, I think Janet I Jackson dead. is feeling me. I was actually. Did y'all laugh at him? I was actually there. I was at I was I was there when it happened. To be like, no, nah, she probably just wants to work with no. you. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. You you don't know what I'm saying. We would me and Jermaine did a remix for uh, someone to call my lover. Mm-hmm. Right? Um and like I said, remix business was a thing. I mean we you know, they flew us to LA, we were seen at the you know, the the peninsula, we was at Larrabee, we had Larry booked out for three days, you know what I mean? So yeah. um I remember the first day. I got to the studio. I got to the studio early too, like eleven thirty. And me and an engineer guy named Brian Fry just waiting, waiting. Jermaine pull up. Mm -hmm. Hour go by, two hours go by, three hours go by. (laughs) No Jermaine. You know what I mean? You know, Mm -hmm. nobody get him on the phone. Whatever, whatever. So I'm like, well, let's start something. You know what I mean? Just start. I start dealing around some chords or whatever. We'd listen, to, we'd listen to the master. and We kept we kept a few things that, that, that was on the master. And then Jermaine comes and we start working. And I go to the bathroom. I'm going to the bathroom. You know, walk past his lounge, go to the bathroom. The lounge, the, the door was open. And Janice just, just in there chilling. Like, you know. She, Janet she didn't really come chilling? to work. I, I, I didn't expect to see her because we were doing a remix. Yeah. So I thought we just do remix. Take a send, yeah. send the tape on in. whatever. But the fact that she was there, I was like, Mm-hmm. why is she here mm-hmm. you know what i mean she went in the studio she wouldn't like oh overseeing the remix. right she was in there chilling i'm like
0: that's cold i got boy, Jan in the
1: lounge just kicking his boy up to yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> he up to something you know what i'm saying yeah. and literally after that day it was like they were together it was yeah. like
2: Wait, mm. he, was with her in, he
1: was with her in the lounge no he was in and out so like, like like me and him was in the room and he would dip de- and then he come back in the room, and I went to the bathroom, and I realized why he was
2: dipping. Uh, he was <laughs> he was sugar. dipping to go, you we'll know, sit the lounge though. with her. You I do I mean? who you are. Imagine dipping to go to the bathroom, and Janet Jackson is just sitting. Oh yeah, it was crazy,
1: <laughs> crazy. Wow. But I'm like, just you know, it was just one of them things, kind of like, and, you know, and I, I think that it had it, been building up. They you know, probably had talked before, yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Sure. And which is probably how we got the remix in mm-hmm, the first place. You mm-hmm, know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then and then next thing I know, it was like just together. You know, we it, 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 it tough catching up with him because he's Ched said like, that schedule was super tight after that. It was like you couldn't even we had to figure out when we was gonna work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and they were together for a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they would you know so that's why I still love there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they I don't think they'll ever not like be cool. Mm. All
0: right, man. Well we wanna just let y'all know, uh we're looking forward to more legendary shit from y'all, man. Like, yeah, man. super proud of y'all. Proud that we, you know, have this relationship with y'all. Proud to call y'all friends. Can't wait to get some new music. Yes, um, and can't wait to find the, the the next, I guess, superstar that y'all gonna just, you know, absolutely put the LVR in sauce on. And, That's the goal. You know, more hit records. Yeah. Um, continue success to both of y'all. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'm just happy for y'all, man. Like, honestly, like, yeah. thank you having so many years in the game, doing what you're doing. Yeah. Justice the LVR ain't doing what y'all doing, the things that y'all building over there is phenomenal. Um, thank y'all for kicking it with us. And um, yeah, we, we'll talk after this. New Black Album. New Black new Album. New Black Album. Yeah. Coming soon. Uh, this has been nice a new bro. episode of New <laughs> Rory Mall Podcast with our guys, Brian Michael Cox and Justice. Can I say your last name? Justice Wears Cool Pants. I'm saying? Justice Wears Cool Pants. Wears cool pants. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Cool Pants. Yeah. Mr. Cool Pants. Uh, we'll talk to y'all soon. Be safe. I'm that nigga. He's just Ginger. Peace.
3: No, Warrior. And-